Hey there, Snarf Talk Land. Oh, that was a bit of a cold open. Yeah, you were snapping your neck. <laughs> hey, hey, how's it going? We're back. We're finally back. After a couple months hiatus, hiding in the Oh, caves. and we are back. Awesome. Hiding in the caveries. Hey there, Facebook Land. Um, yeah, we're back. Back in our old groove. Yeah. And we had some time off, and... We both have some blame to take in that. I've been moving to a new house. You've got sports going on with the kids. Yeah, a lot, a of, lot of stuff going on. But we're back, and we're back to our regular schedule. Hopefully. Should be. As long as you don't screw it up. As long as uh, harvest ha- goes harvest. fine, and it will. Yeah. Turns out you're the problem. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Not really. That's not true at all. Um, But, no, we're back. So, yeah, we got a bunch of... Uh, you know, I some could say our uh, long hiatus has been due to Mountain Dew hangover. I tell you what. Because that was our last episode. I've told so many people about that, or uh, many people have asked me about it, and they don't understand how terrible we felt <laughs> after that. They're like, well, yeah. It was like, did you drink the whole bottle? No, we didn't drink the whole bottle. Then what's the big deal? 16 flavors. And then... They're like, well, you only poured like one or two ounces in a cup. I understand. It just was a lot. It, I, I don't know how to explain it. If it was all it. the same flavor, obviously I can drink 16 ounces of Mountain Dew. Right. And that's, that's where the confusion the comes flavors. in. We it, had so our, many we different... We threw our body into a, the wrong... We didn't, it didn't know what way to go. It didn't know if we were going melon direction yeah. or spicy, fiery, hot direction. It had no clue. Maybe a zero direction? No, who knows? Who knows? Nobody knows. And that was the problem. And after we were done with drinking that in the middle of a show, by the end, like once we finished that, we're sitting here like bloated <laughs> and angry, yeah. looking at each other like this was a horrible decision. But I'll tell you what, uh, we're going to get back into the game of reviewing stuff because I got some fickle pickles. Oh, we're you do? Bring, yeah, I forgot them tonight. I should have brought them. But I got fickle pickles. We're going to do some potted meats. Yeah, we are going to do pot of meats, which I've done on TikTok. Yeah. Uh, our Snarf Talk TikTok, if you check that out. Oh, we'll talk about that in a second. Yeah, okay. Uh, in the, yes, sir. I'm but sorry, We sir. got Mr. Field here with us. Missed you too. Hey. Mm-hmm. Hey. We got Dirk back with us. Hey, yo, Dirk. Oh, Dirk Steel, man. I haven't heard from you in a long time. Missed you, buddy. <laughs> so, no, we're back. And uh, yeah, we're just going to get, we got to get back in the groove, you know? It is a groove. You got to be. In like the pocket, yeah, you know, like in the pocket of inside doing this the job. pocket of a clown. Ooh-ah, ooh-ah, ooh-ah. <laughs> I've never been in the pocket of a clown. You don't know that song? No, never heard it. It's one of the greatest songs of all time. No, it's not. If it was, I would have heard it because I'm a, it's m- a musical Yoakum, savant. It's a Dwight Yoakam song, and it's super fa- famous and amazing. It's not famous. That doesn't inside sound famous. Dirk. Inside Dirk. the pocket of a clown? Why would that be famous? It, it just is. It just is, Jerry. Wow. The best nickname I've ever had, I feel like, or like the most original nickname I've ever had about me being shorter in stature, um, is a fellow employee of the Army Corps of Engineers, and he um, works at a different lock, but... He's like 6'4", six, 6'5", six, something like that. Real tall guy. Did he call him Hightower? No, he called me Pocket Mouse. You should have called him Hightower. Well, maybe I will now. Oh, Dirk said it's famous. Well, I, okay. Well, now I believe you because Dirk said it. 
Uh, anyway, pocket clown. No, pocket mouse. Pocket mouse. Okay. And he every time we'd be like doing something, he'd be like, he'd grab his shirt and he'd say, "Hey, hop in here, let's go." That's obnoxious. I think it's funny. It's funny, but it's. I obnoxious. thought the pocket mouse thing. I was like, that's pretty good. I haven't never heard that before. Like you hear a lot of short jokes. Pocket mouse was a really good one. Um, listen to the lyrics of "Pocket of a Clown" by Dwight Yoakam. Okay, read them. To um, me. Inside the pocket of a clown is a sad place to hang around. Just watching smiles turn into frowns inside the pocket of a clown. Inside the heartache of a fool, you'll learn things they don't teach in school, and lessons there can be can be real cruel inside the heartache of a fool. Wow. This is deep. Hollow lies make a thin disguise as little drops of truth fall from your eyes. Crying. Inside a memory from the past lives every love that didn't last, and sweet dreams can start to fade real fast inside a memory from the past. Dwight Yoakam's deep. Wow, that is deep. Yeah. It's almost meta. It's a real sad place to hang around inside the pocket. Inside the pocket of a clown. I, I've never heard it, and I feel I feel like I've lost out on something. Yeah. Like, I need to, as soon as we leave here, I'm going to listen to oh, the song. Oh, absolutely. But, so, I, I have a story about Dwight Yoakam, and it's, I'm going to admit fully. Okay. It's it's 100% possible that 90% of the story just is made up. lived inside my imagination. <laughs> okay. I think that it's true. Of I, Dwight Yoakam? I, I need some people to from? back me up that would have been there. Several people we know would have been there. Dwight Yoakam played at the Grundy County Speedway when I was in high school. I'm not sure if you were in high school yet. I don't know if I mean, it was you were a close. freshman when I was a senior, right? Or you were a sophomore. Yeah, you were a yeah. freshman when yeah, I was a senior. Yeah, I was a senior. freshman. Yeah. So I don't know if it was like my sophomore, junior. I don't remember what it was. Okay. But it was a country music festival in Grundy County. I think they only had it for a couple of years. I don't remember it. And the big headliner was Dwight Yoakam, who, of course, would have been a star in 1999 or my 2000. My mom loved Dwight Yoakam. Everybody does. Suspicious Minds, which yeah. is a, it's not an original, but uh, yeah. I don't even think that's an Elvis original, to be honest. Um, I don't care. It's Elvis's song. Guitars, Cadillacs, hillbilly music. music. Yeah. Uh, thing Called Love. That's not his. I know it's that's it's not a cover his either. too, but he sings it. I understand. I know Dwight Yoakam songs. Are we telling everybody who you do? Dwight Yoakam. You do. You don't know one of his top five hits. I don't know "Pocket of a Clown" because that is not a t- top five hit of Dwight Yoakam. Wrong. Look it up. Top top five hits of Dwight Yoakam. Top five. No way. Because I know I would have heard it. hits. Can we play it? Can we play a snippet? I don't think we. I, well, yeah, on your phone. Can we play a little snippet yeah. of the song? Yeah. I mean, we'll get banned from... Um, not if you play under a certain amount of seconds. That's not even true. That's not true. You know that's a myth. I thought that was... No, I didn't know that was a myth. If I could write YouTube instead of YouTuber... I I just have never heard of this. I don't understand where it comes from. Is anybody here commenting on this song? Too Tall. Uh, Dwight Yoakam is still a star, Dirk. I completely agree with you. Man, I don't, I don't know it. Okay. 
No, I don't know the song. I, I, it doesn't ring a bell. I did not know this one. Okay, it's not That's on crazy. top 10 hits even. So I was wrong. Right. I didn't figure it would be because I know a lot of Dwight Yoakam let's, stuff. Let's, let's talk about his top 10 hits. Uh, secondhand Heart. That man wore the tightest jeans I've ever seen. I don't know 90s. Secondhand Heart, though. A Thousand Miles from... It's a thousand miles from nowhere. Yeah. That's a great song. Oh, man, is it good? That's number nine. Um, and he always had the guitar out like this, like out in front of him. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Playing it like this. You're the one. <coughs> um, I don't remember. I mean, now I know if I heard it. It feels like he had a lot of covers. He did. Turn it on. Turn it up. Turn me loose. Billy Joe. No, no. Uh, <laughs> from a memories drive me crazy. You know that song? Turn it on. Turn me loose. I think I do. It's a good one. Anyway, six. I, Ain't I that lonely yet? Uh, five, fast as you. Oh, yeah. Four, fast. little sister. Little sister, don't you? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, three is I Sang Dixie. Two is Streets of Bakersfield. Of course. Number one is Guitars, Cadillacs, Hillbilly Music. I love Suspicious Mind, but it might not I get any love because it's a cover. But it's so good. He did it so well. Uh, Turk said, totally worth it if there is a band. Yeah, we'll get banned from YouTube, but who cares? Yeah, I don't care. Um, Listen, Dwight Yoakam, Grundy County Music Country <laughs> okay. Music Festival. He was the headline star. We're all super excited. He comes out, tight jeans, the big oh, yeah. acoustic guitar, that super cur- curled up hat. Super curled up hat. Before Toby Keith did Bl- that. Blue jean jacket, blue jeans. Of course, on, Canadian tuxedo. Comes out on the stool, sits on a stool in the center of the stage with his guitar. Okay. Mic in front of him. Everybody's, I think he's saying like maybe half of one song and so stinking drunk. Because he can remember the words, and he fell off the stool, and then he was gone. That was it. No way. Possibly no way. This is what I remember in my head. I don't know if it's true or not. <laughs> you don't remember? You don't know if that's true or not? I mean, I that's... know I know that it is a story that I remember that doesn't mean that it actually happened exactly that way. I get it. We're talking about 20... Was your mom there? or No. We're talking about 22 years ago. That's not that long ago. I mean, I don't, well, I don't I mean, know what to tell is, you. I guess, I, that's the story as I remember it. I'm just okay. prefacing it Do with Do you remember it. anybody with you? Nick. We're going to have to ask Nick. We can ask him. We're going to have to find out if Nick knows. I, mean, I call him right now live on the air, but he's not going <laughs> to <listen> like that. <laughs> he's not going to like that. We'll find out later yeah. when we'll report back. We'll but, re- report back. Uh so he was the only one of your friends with you at the show? No, I'm sure he was not. He's the only person I remember being with me because we were always together wherever we were at. Yeah. So because I was always there probably wherever that was. Filming? Yeah, he's not going to remember. He's not going to remember. <laughs> no. Um I'm sure there's a news article out there. Might be. Oh, Leslie. Maybe. She wouldn't have been there. That's a jam. I don't think she would have been there. I don't know. Jerry, that goat cutout behind you is marvelous. Go grab it. Get, yeah. Go take it off the wall. Okay. Hang on. We, in our new studio. Oh, take off those headphones. Forgot those that were on. live on air. Um, <laughs> we're, we're in the middle of maybe setting up a new studio, and uh, we're going to arrange it completely different. This I got from my sister. Becky made, had it made for me for Christmas, and it is a steel cutout snarf talk goat emblem awesome it's incredible yeah i remember we have an episode where um it was 
like you showed us on. Yeah, I don't know, a long time ago. Yeah, I, we've it, had it for a couple of years. Yeah, it was a couple of years ago. Um, but anyway, maybe uh, I don't know. Maybe David Seedentop would remember that Dwight Yoakam concert. Probably not. Get that back up there straight. Perfect. Um, anyway, let's move on. Do we have any, or do you have any other uh, trite comments to me, Van, about anything? Trite comments? Yeah. About what? Um, if you can tell my eye is completely red. Oh, yeah. I promise you I'm not gooped up on the gap tonight. You're all gooped up on the gap. I, uh, you need to be gooped up on the gap because of your eyeball. Gooped up on uh, ragweed pollen. Yeah, Man, what a bad. miserable uh, ragweed season. Um, <clears throat> anyway, I think we have a couple of... Listen, we need to touch on a subject that is, happened today. Is it a snarf announcement? No. Oh, okay. It's not a snarf announcement. Okay. Can we do that first? <sighs> Which one? The snarf Oh, what is the snarf announcement? Hit the button. Snarf announcements. Ooh, we picked the right one. Uh, a couple quick snarf announcements to be made. Um, we still have the coloring contest going on. Yeah. You have one week to get your entries in. That is the absolute end. It has to be the end. How quickly you got your entries in will be figured in our final decision score. Correct. Um, but we will be announcing winners to the Snarf Talk coloring concert. Concert? Contest. Contest. I yes. wish it was a concert. We should have a concert. Contest will be announced next Thursday or whatever the next time we record. Hopefully yeah. next Thursday. Um, could be Friday. Could be whatever. Correct. But that's when it will be announced. That means you can get it to us all the way until next Wednesday, the 14th. And if you're listening to us this on the podcast, this will be coming out on the no, 12th. No, it would be the Monday's the 12th. Yeah, so you got till the 14th or 15th. I mean, yeah, the, the morning of the 15th. Morning of the 15th to get in and, um, and we'll announce it. Number two as um, snuff announcements. <laughs> number two snuff announcement is check out and subscribe to our Instagram and our TikTok. We are mm-hmm. at Snarf Talk on Instagram and at Snarf Talk. It's just Snarf Talk. Just type Snarf, in Snarf Talk. Snarf Talk it's on gonna come up. TikTok. We're uh, regularly putting out content. Yeah. Jerry, and more so than me, but I've been trying to step up a little my bit. My gosh. And if I have to brag, it's solid content. You know what? I, I have been, and I feel like I've been stepping up, and I just was going through my movie collection because we're moving, and I have step up. So I feel like there's something we could do with that. <laughs> We could do something with Step Up. We could do something with yeah. Step Up. I feel like that's going to happen. <laughs> I hope. Okay, that's it for... Snuff announcements. Uh, oh, Adam's still working on a masterpiece. Get that in. You could win. Yeah. There's only like a couple adult entries. Stop hanging out with Booge. Color your thing. Your your art piece. Um. So a little somber piece of news we have to talk about. Her Majesty the Queen passed away today, September 8th. Cheerio. 2022. Is that the right word to be doing? Probably not. I have no idea. I was just like a toast, like cheerio, chip, chip, cheerio. Yeah, that's not probably. To the sky. To the sky. I don't know. May the wind always be at your back? I. That's Irish. She was in charge of them too, right? Northern Ireland. They're part of the kingdom. But they were, yeah. Right. I honestly have no idea. Anyway, Queen Elizabeth. Yeah, I did hear Queen that. Queen Elizabeth II died. years old. I think natural causes, I'm sure. Yep. 
She reigned for 70 years. She was on her 71st year. So she started when she was 25 years old. She has been reigning over England more than most people in England have been alive. But for she's the longest reigning like monarch, monarch in the history of England. Yeah. Um, that's a long time. I still, to this day, don't really understand what how their monarchy functions. I have no idea. Because she and, technically, that family owns all the land. Technically. England and Canada, too, I believe, right? But I think they lost a lot of it. I think they've lost a lot of that ground. But I think they still own it technically. I don't it's know. It's not governed by them. Yeah, they don't cere- govern. Well, ceremonially, ceremonially, they do. Yeah. But, but I don't think it's it's not governed by them. And obviously, Canada is independent now and has mm-hmm. their own government and everything. But I think technically, the Windsor family owns all of that land. It's part of their estate. They are the monarchs, I, I believe. I don't know. I really don't know how it works. It's so confusing to me. I've never really looked into it. Um the largest landowner in the world is okay. The, the Catholic Church. Oh, uh, the Roman Catholic Church. Seventy million hectares. Um, What's the difference between a hectare and an acre? I think a hectare is like two acres. It is, or vice versa. I don't really. <laughs> I don't know either. Um, Somebody's David's going to tell us. David, you got to tell us. What's a hectare? Hector, damn near killed her. <laughs> it's 2.47 acres. So 2.47 acres in a hectare. Um, the largest landowner in China is a dairy farmer. 9 million hectares. Gina Reinhardt, 12 million hectares. She owns most of Australia. Um, yeah, I don't know about this. I don't know if you're right. I think that was the case at one point, but they've lost so much uh, ground over the years because their reign of England and, and the European countries has just been like dwindled down to not much. The Besides, how- like it's more of like a respect thing, I think, than actually physically reigning over anything. Like I think they, they reign have that patent for croquet, the the game, not crochet. <laughs> Oh, not crochet. Croquet, yeah. The house That's a of, hell of a game. The, oh, I love it. I tell you what. You ever played? Oh, yeah. It's it's not as good as bocce. Bocce's way better. Bocce's the <laughs> oh, best. It's so better. I don't want those little metal hoops. I think Get the metal hoops top, out of it. Seed and top. Oh, he, seed he, and top's a huge bocce he'd guy. He'd be a bocce guy. He is a bocce guy. He, we need a pressed field, though. Like the, who has a pressed field? Does he, anybody? I mean, I I could make. I mean, we can we do it on the runway? Probably. I roll it. Yeah, got to cut it real fine though. Here's the thing: in Baltimore, you need to get a real. When, one of my friends lived in Baltimore. We'd visit there. Bocce ball is so huge in Baltimore that randomly on every block they'll have like a blank. Um, bocce square. Bocce square. Bocce pitch in each. Yes, a bocce <laughs> pitch in each block. Um, is it called a pitch like soccer? Or football in England is called a pitch. Okay, Leslie says, so now what happens? I, I'm assuming she means after the Queen dies. So it's so King. It'll it's be King Charles. King Charles. Now. King Charles, the whatever. They're, they're assuming he's going to pick the name Charles. That's his first name, but he could be, he could pick any of his names, which is like Charles. He's got like 10 names. George Abbott, Murphy the Ninth, Eddie Murphy, Costello. <laughs> yeah, George, Jerry Seinfeld. Um, he could pick any of those names and go by them. 
but they're all assuming he's going to follow in his mother's footsteps saying like she was queen elizabeth which was her first name they assume he's going to pick king charles okay leslie provided the answer but he is absolutely the king now in other words the queen is flush with cash with her 6.6 billion acres elizabeth ii is far and away the world's largest landowner with the closest runner-up king abdullah holding control over a mere 547 million or about 12 percent of lands owned by her majesty the queen charles is king officially coronation will be in about a year but they have to have the king consort he is right now and they have to have the burial within nine days so once the somebody so she dies, doesn't rise from the grave as a vampire correct it's, well you got to put a trap on him yeah that's how you bury vampires you put like a, a sigh a sigh a scythe. across you the saw net. the same article i, I saw did <laughs> about the mummy they dug up yeah that's um, no joke the said. house of windsor is the reigning royal house of the united kingdom and other commonwealth realms in 1901 a line of the house of sex whoa watch it that got a little racy nobody cares whoa 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 sexuals um, the current head of the house is monarch of 15 sovereign states these are the united kingdom canada australia new zealand jamaica the bahamas grenada granada is it grenada granada Tomato, let's call tomato. the whole thing off yeah <laughs> papua new guinea Papa New Guinea. Solomon Islands, Tuvalu, St. Lucia, been there. Yeah. St. Vincent and the Grenadines, Belize, Antigua, and Bar- Barbuda. Well, I don't even know what you're listing anymore. And St. Kitts and Nevis. All, of this. all well as the separate monarchies, there are also three crown dependencies, 14 British overseas territories, and two associated states of New Zealand, the Cook Islands, and something else. That's a lot, though. That's kind of crazy, don't you think? What? I think that's crazy. It is crazy. They own a lot of things. It's Charles the Third, correct? <laughs> On the Wikipedia, reign one day. Oh, I get it. <laughs> like his reign. Yeah, yeah. It is crazy that she was there for over seventy years. I mean, if you look back in her history, I mean, it's been literally like. She was in World War II driving trucks around. So why was her husband, she was the one that was related? Yeah, she was in direct line. Her dad. Okay. Her was her father. Her dad George was the sixth. Yeah, was the king. The That's what um, that movie, uh, The King Speech, is about her dad oh. with the stutter. Colin Quinn. No. No. Colin was his name, the actor. Farrell. Colin Moffrey. Colin. Kaepernick. Kaep- Kaepernick. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, I know who you're talking about, and I'm trying to think of <laughs> I'm legitimately trying to think of his name. I can't think of it. But either way, the King speech was about her dad. Um, her uncle. It's a good movie, too, by the way. Her uncle was supposed Colin to. Colin Firth. Colin Firth. That's the guy. Yes. Um, her uncle was supposed to be like the next in line, but he, uh, what's it called? Abducted or abdicated, ab- abdicated the throne because he wanted to marry a, a U.S. divorcee. Ooh. And so he left. He just ended up leaving. And then, then her dad got the throne because of that. 
And then the only person left under her dad, like she was like, I don't know if she was the only child, but she was the next in line. And he died relatively young at like 50, 55 from lung cancer. They removed a lung, thought the other one was fine. He still had cancer in the other lung, died, gave it to her, 25 years old. Wow. Crazy. Um, Dude said, did you guys not watch The Crown? And I did not. No, but that is like based off of her life. I don't watch But it's it's dramatized, obviously. You know, but they take like the headlines of her life and put it into a show. I don't watch it either. I thought it was fake for a long time. I literally just found out from Nate today at work that that's how the crown was made because he's apparently very into it. Oh, um, Tony said Damon Targaryen for king. Let me tell you what. <sighs> that guy. Even though Matt Smith's my, my boy. Right? Yeah. We're oh, gonna, I love we're that gonna talk about uh House of Dragons or whatever it's called later. Yep. Um I was not in team is it Damien or Damon? They I say think it's it Damien. I think they say Damon Targaryen on the Oh they show. might. I don't know. Whatever. Um doesn't matter. We can say what we want. We can. We're in charge. I was not on his side. I was for uh what's her name? Rhaenyra? Yeah. Rhaenyra. Yeah. Until the third episode, that whiny little bitch. Come on. I don't know. We'll talk about it later. I might agree. I might agree. I might. Adam said Nate's from Luxembourg, so he he would know. Well, he just got his citizenship there. Why? I have no idea. (laughs) I have no idea. He did. He just for fun. Literally flew there. He flew there and got his citizenship. Stayed for like four days, got a citizenship, or like filed for it, and came back. He is now a citizen of. He just did it like to say he could do it because he has family from there. The oh. only reason you can do that is if you can prove your lineage back to Luxembourg. And his mom did that, so he decided, him and his brother and his cousin. Oh, okay. So decided, you make it seem, this is a family thing. He's got family there. His family did it together. No, there's nobody that lives there that they know. I, I understand that, but. They just decided, like, I'm from Germany and Poland. I could prove I'm from Germany and Poland. I'm not going to fly to Germany and Poland They're just to gonna, get my citizenship. You don't want to be there. They're burning wood now. They really are, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's really the bad. dude was telling me all about that. Yeah, they're cut off, man. Anyway. I just heard a news thing today. Like, Russia's done. They're getting demolished in this war. That's not true, I don't think. Is it? It is true. I haven't been following it, which is crazy, because I followed it like crazy at the beginning. Oh, but- no, there was like a guy... Um, like, uh, what was his name? I don't remember. I don't pay attention to a lot of things, but it felt like he was important in the European Union. And he came out and said, like, the uh, EU, the EU, the EU. And they had a big, like, massive press holding. Um, and he was like, Russia's not holding on long. He's like, their strategy has failed. He's like, they keep redoing, like, retrying to do different things with their army. And coming in and uh, take over Ukraine, he said what they said was going to be like a three-day conquer of the country has now lasted six months, and they have exhausted all of their resources, and it's not going to happen. Like, they are going to lose this. I find that unlikely. Why would it take this long? I don't know. Ukraine's tiny. I mean, it's not very big. It's not that tiny. It's not that big compared to Russia. It's the size of, like, the Midwest, right? Yeah, roughly. And then Russia's bigger than... Our country, but also occupied Russia is not really that big. Not How as big, big as the- is the Ukraine compared to 
the United States. Um, 6% of the size of the U.S. That is not a lot. <laughs> Compared to Texas, how about that? It's like Texas is pretty big. Yeah, but it's like slightly smaller than Texas. So it's like the size of Texas. So comparatively, country, if Russia was the United States, Ukraine would bigger, be Texas. It's bigger than the United States. The Not square much, land though. of Russia. If you take out like uh, the upper part. Yeah, like the Siberia part, portion. Yeah. Is plus, it Siberia? Plus you got to get those maps. Have you seen the maps where you where drag them so they're them. not on the globe? It scales them two sides. Yeah. And you take Canada down to... So you take um, something that's like Brazil, where it's by the equator, and you move it up to over Canada, and it's like the size of it's Canada. It's huge. If you take the U.S. and bring it down to the South America, it almost fits inside of it. It's inside roughly Brazil, the same yeah. size. And then if you take the U.S. or anything over to Africa, oh, it is all dwarfed. Yeah, Africa's massive. The size of Africa... Is unbelievable to me. But I mean, it's continent. It's not as big as Asia as a continent, but yeah, that's true. But it's just wild to realize that. Well, you look at the size of Alaska, which is huge, huge compared to. But if you drag it down, I mean, it's bigger than Texas, obviously. But if you drag it it down, it covers up like from Texas to Lake Michigan. Yeah, it's big. It's huge. Um, that all happened. So, the geography. Queen, Queen Elizabeth died. Let's pour one out for it. No, or just cheers, cheers, cheers to, cheers to you, Queen cheers, Elizabeth. Cheers to Queen Elizabeth the second, Her Majesty, and cheers to King Charles, King Charles II. Hopefully, you're, may he eat Camilla Parker the Bulls. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. That's his wife's name. I know, but I don't I don't understand. Yep. May he her. Um I tell you what. Is she the one with one leg? She's the Let me look that up. Does Camilla Parker Bowles Maybe have one leg. <laughs> Why would she have one leg? She broke her leg in 2010. <laughs> a lot of people broke legs, man. I swear to God, there was somebody that had one leg. <laughs> a lot and of people. Charles. A lot of people. One leg girlfriend. Listen, my sister-in-law has one and a half. Knee, knee I'm down. I'm not saying there's a thing wrong with Knee that. down prosthetic. Hey, she's the queen. We should. She is the queen. You're right. She's not our queen, though. No, but I feel like you know what? pay respects. Why? Be respectful to what they do. It has nothing to do with us. I don't need to like listen to them. But by why any do means. I need to be respectful of them? Just Heinz be respectful of what they do. Gosh, dang it. You got a point there. If there's any point to be made. Beans on toast is not breakfast. It's good. Sure. Have you had it? Did yeah. you try it? Yeah. Beans on toast is pretty good. Oh, Paul McCartney's ex-wife. It is Paul McCartney's ex-wife that has one leg. Nolan, That's right. How do you just Darn know? it. Didn't she fall off a horse? Because Paul McCartney might no, as well. No, she had cancer. Oh, my gosh. Ooh, that was... <laughs> that went a little darker than I meant. Why? Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't even... She was a horrible accident. Heather Mills, though, that was her name. I didn't remember that. For what? 
Paul McCartney's ex-wife. Yeah, that's right. And she did have one leg. If they, what if they could vote? Darn if they it. could vote on the king of England, do you think Paul McCartney would win? He damn sure should. Or like David Beckham. No, it would be Paul. I think he's the most. Is there, famous. Are there any other alive Beatles still? Is is uh, George alive? Ringo's still alive. Ringo's alive. No, George died in like two thousand one. It's only Paul and George left. Or uh, Paul and Ringo, I'm sorry. Alive other than Paul. I literally just told you. I don't think you're right, though. It's Ringo and Paul. Those are the only two people alive. It was my mom's favorite band, and I've followed their lives. So they could be co-kings? I bought my mom a signed Abbey Road record when I was deployed Mm -hmm. on Amazon, when Amazon first became a thing. cost me a lot of money. And I sent it to her for her birthday. It's still hanging in my dad's house. It's a great present. Yeah. And we looked it up, right? It was worth like a ton of money now. Yeah. Good for you. I, it, I'm i honestly super proud that I thought of that. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? Do you have it framed? It is. Yeah. It came framed. Oh, nice. Yeah. It came framed in a... Signed by all the Beatles? Uh, yeah. All of them. All five of them? Yeah. Paul, George, John. Paul, George, Ringo, John. Wasn't there a fifth member in and out of there? There was a... There was a different bassist, or not bassist, a different drummer when they, it was called Paul Bass, Paul Bass, Paul Bass. Paul Best. Paul Best. And then he, so. He was the original drummer from 1960 to 1960. Listen to this guy, what he did. He left the, so he was kicked out of the Beatles. Ringo came in. He left England, came to the United States and created an album called The Best of the Beatles. And started selling that album when the Beatles became huge because they didn't copyright anything before that. So he's still rich as hell. He was so rich from doing probably that. richer than them. No, I guarantee you that's not the case. But it couldn't be. Didn't Michael Jackson buy the rights to all the Beatles songs? Yeah, he owned all of it. Yeah, does uh, he still? Mac- no, no. Paul does Apple Ma- own it. Apple owns it, right? Apple bought it, and then Paul McCartney has been working to buy it back from Apple. I believe. There's no way he could afford that. He started to. I mean, Wings, shut up. What's wrong with Wings? I mean, um, I don't, Sony officially agreed to buy out the Jackson Estates full 50% of the Sony ATV for $750 million. So uh, Michael Jackson only owned 50%, making Sony the sole owner of the Lennon-McCartney catalog, as well as Sony... ATVs, 750,000 That's really sad. That's sad to me. Oh, Paul McCartney finally regains Beatle rights after near 50-year-long battle. And there was court cases, right? I don't think he had to buy it all. I think he, like, sued and said, like, I created it. I want it back. Yeah, I I knew he started getting a lot back. There was a... uh, I remember him in an interview talking about... If everybody in the world pledged $1, we could give that billionaire... The rights to trillion dollars worth of music. Right. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. I feel like it's a cause we should stand Imagine for. Imagine all the money flowing Flynn. down on you. Ooh. They say you are a dreamer. <sighs> um, Michael Jackson doesn't own anything anymore. Money. No, he's dead. So they say. Have you ever seen that music video? I feel like he's dead. 
could have came back. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know about that. Yeah. Do you know why Princess Diana? You know, we've been talking about Michael Jackson this whole time, and you've had ample opportunity to use that soundboard. <laughs> I did. Yeah. Um, real quick, do you know... Um, hang on, let me think of her name. Princess Diana? Yeah. You know why she didn't ever drive? Oh, is this a joke? It's going to be, and I don't think I should tell it. <laughs> no, I don't know. Because she's dead. Oh, okay. I don't like those kinds of jokes. <laughs> I think it's funny. It's like dead. You, you probably like dead baby jokes. No, I would never. <laughs> if you're listening <laughs> on the podcast. Uh, anyway, um, should we move on and do some news? Oh, no, I got a little bit of a, I'm, I've taken on a new pursuit in my life, Jerry, other than all my businesses and my TikTok fame. Okay. Our right, TikTok right, fame. Yeah, well. Our. <laughs> oh, no, just yours. You've created it. I understand. Um, other than that, I've created, I've taken on a new role in life, new business opportunity, maybe. Um, let me guess. Wait, 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 wait. Let me think of it. A seamstress. No. Bat, wait, 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 whoa, whoa. bat removal. I'm that, was, beca- that was my next guess. I'm becoming a bat I, removal expert. I don't think it's bat removal. I think it's like bat housing. Bat relocation. Yeah, bat relocation. But how do you relocate a bat from your house if you just put a house up outside? Not a bat. No, I'm doing more than that. That's what I'm saying. Oh, okay. Uh, I did put up bat houses, bat caves, if you will. Mm-hmm. Oh, so yeah, I got a, a whole school of bats that are living in the new house that I moved into. Mm-hmm. Some may say there's thousands of them. Some may say we can't count Some them. might say the there's... Number. 10. Some may say we're drowning in guano. There is so many bats and so much guano. You can't walk outside of onto the deck because there's guano everywhere. Are you serious? Yeah, and it's bad for your health. It's, it's it is very bad. Fungal diseases you. and stuff. So I got to get these bats. I got to get rid of them. But I don't want to kill them if I don't have to because they eat all. They one bat, one They're brown so bat great. will eat six hundred mosquitoes a night. Did you know that? I did find that out because I. Had made the mistake of trying to shoot one out of the sky. There's uh, no way you're you're hitting a bat out of the sky. I did it with a shotgun, maybe. I did it with a shotgun. Yes. Oh, okay. Twelve gauge. Um, I That's did illegal, it by the way. in the backyard. You shouldn't be saying that. I didn't do this in the backyard. It was <laughs> unsuccessful, and it was amazing that that would ever be a thing that I ever thought of. Um. Gotcha. But you know. <laughs> It was crazy. Never did it again. Never thought of it again. Joel is saying, Jerry's about to one-up you by announcing that he helps manufacture bat birth control. I didn't want to bring that up. <laughs> so anyway, I'm, I'm starting this bat removal. So first, step one is I hung bat houses in the trees adjacent to where they're entering and exiting my soffits. So you believe that like that would be... I'm trying to coax them out into right. a better... Like they would enjoy living there better it's than... It's got a bat this... on it, painted on it. <laughs> so they they would enjoy that other than this like thousand square foot like attic that yeah, they're living in now. For sure. I think so. It's I a think huge community. It. Are they like... Are they community oh, for animals? Sure. Community animals. Yeah, they like pile on top of each other. Yeah. 
So I don't understand why they would like a smaller place. Um, somebody's here. Somebody pulled in the driveway. This could be problematic. They're not in here, so keep telling me about bats. Um, okay, so I hung up those. Next step, you got to get the bats out. How can, How do you do that? You go up there and do this. You put bat. It's during the day, though, and it makes them wake up because they're night animals. They're So during the day. In the attic, though. That's the problem. I know, but so climb up there. Bat house is way more progressive than bat cave. Batman appreciates it. It's your sensitivity. Um, I know. You put what's called bat valves. One-way bat valves. Are you kidding me? No. So that's just basically a tube. It is, but it's a one-way tube. And they fly out. There's actually no there's in. actually no flopper in there at all. They just fly out and they can't fly back in because it sticks out into the open air. They need to land on something and then crawl, and then crawl in. in. And they can't do that with the tube apparently. So they fly out. So if you get, you got these? I just put them up today. So you okay. got to. Hey. What is oh up? Oh my gosh. We got a guest here. Mr. David Seentop. We can't this is wild that you came this exact night be- because you can't be on physical camera. Perfect. <laughs> you can't be on a physical camera because it's not functional at the moment. Perfect. No, but you got to give them that microphone. Unbelievable. At the very least. Yeah, we're going to turn that microphone on. We got a new guest here. I think it's on. Jerry's got to figure out how to make it work. Yeah, I got to remember how to do any of this. Speak. Just just tap on it. Do something. No, that's not functional. <laughs> oh, goodness. Don't let me distract you. No, no. We're talking about bats at the moment and how to rehouse bats. Yeah, when I walked in, I wanted to say, where's Rachel? <laughs> you should Oh, uh, you should have. Oh, it's not plugged in, Jerry. Well, that could be a huge problem. I put you at number four. I'm just oh. here to fact check. That's it. Okay, four. Uh, talk, just hit on four. Still not doing anything. Well, it's super hard to adjust on the fly, Dave. Three. Taking all responsibility. Oh. Yeah, he's there. All right. Oh, and you're there. Speak. Tell us your name. What's your name? Uh, yeah. David Seedentop, Rush Chairman. Damn glad to meet you. Damn glad to meet you too, sir. Look at him over there. It's been uh, Keep this going. several hundred episodes. Oh, did you just turn that camera? It has been several Several hundred, hundred uh, thousands of hours. It really and has. I don't think I've missed an hour, which is... Unbelievable. Sad. <laughs> it's sad. It's not sad. I'm glad that you enjoyed the podcast. We all I, want people I to do. enjoy the podcast, and you listen to it regularly, and yet... You refuse to come on. Yeah, Every I don't, and I don't know chance why. we get, we invite you to come on. Correct. It is a phenomenal time. Your brother-in-law, Tim McDonald, has been on the episode, gets off of the, uh, off of the show, and he's like, man, what a great time that was. You should go on there. And then he never listens again. <laughs> well, listening and participating are two different things. Correct. There you go. Um, Much better. But No camera. What a what a fun night! What a what an enjoyable journey we're on. Proceed, David. I'm just here to fact check. Man, 
Okay, he's a fact checker. So do you know anything about bats? Did you say fat checker? Yeah, that and Correct. facts. <laughs> um, what do you know about bats? Uh, only that The Dark Knight is perhaps my favorite movie ever. It's very true. It is one of the best movies. That's ever all made. I know. That that's it. So go back to your uh, your bat catching. So you were in, into the guano portion no of it, right? Hold on, I'm just trying to do a couple things here. Just we can't put up another camera. Why? No, no cameras. I'm just here to. He fact doesn't check. want a camera. Okay, fine. We'll just allow him to be. This is like the one time I have, I have took the camera off. This I is know. The problem. I took it's the, the camera <laughs> out of here to put it on a laser it's, level. It's the only time we haven't had pictures and shit. It's literally the only episode we've ever had without a third camera set up ready to go. <laughs> Somehow I knew that, and that's why I'm here. It's unbelievable. Oh, he even brought a bar with him. There you go. What do you bring? Ooh. Two women. New Glarus. I love New Glarus. Oh, it looked like a New Glarus. Spent some time in Wisconsin over the weekend. Oh, where'd you go? Door County. I haven't been oh, there since I was a kid. Oh, my gosh. Door County is We'd so We'd never beautiful. been. It was a nice trip. Cherries. Isn't that the cherry place? I don't know. Then they this have a, they grow uh, cherries there. Is that what they do? No coast. I think so. Oh, I got to turn it right. No coast pale ale. Thank you. Um, Door County. Yeah. I Where is that I in proximity to? How do I open this? I don't know. Do you have a bottle opener? No. We have not. a snarf dog bottle opener at all times on this table, <laughs> except for right now. I believe Door County is east. Northeast of Green Bay. Oh, it's, it's up a, there. It's a peninsula. Yeah. Yeah, I was there uh, a long time ago when I was a kid. We took a trip. We went up there, and then we went around the peninsula because my parents, my dad was stationed when he was in the Air Force up in the upper peninsula. Oh, there you go. So we went up and around on that trip, uh, and that was an awesome trip. I liked all of it, even when as a kid, because we came back down through, like, Mackinac Island and then down the Michigan coast. We time. just... But I'm pretty sure cherries is the thing up there. Cherry juice, all kinds of bullshit. Could be. How do you miss the cherries? It was, well, it was Labor Day weekend. It was very crowded. I'm sure. Lots of people. And we have three children, six and under. Mm -hmm. So it's hard to pay attention to anything other than children. Very reproductive. (laughs) Jesus. Wow. Fertile. Yeah. Oh, Marley. Hey, Marley, if you're listening, which you are, because you just commented cherries are in Michigan, bring that laser level over here. <laughs> I'm just kidding. In the garage, though. <laughs> I'm just kidding, but this is exactly where you need to walk and get it. Uh, they have really good cherry beer, says Les. There you go. Um, I believe you. Door County. Yeah, that's kind of a maybe like a... Apparently, Dirk says prolific. There you go. There you go. They're prolific in Wisconsin. One time I went, I drove through Cranberry Country on the way to Lake. Is that Minnesota? No, it's in Wisconsin. Oh. Uh, On the way to Lake in the Clouds, Minnesota, though. I knew that. For a snowmobiling trip. And listened to the cranberries the entire time we were driving through Cranberry Bogs areas. (laughs) Right? Mm -hmm. That's what you did the whole way. In your head. That one. And their bombs, and their guns, and their swords, and their blades, and their toes. On the way home from Door County, we drove by the Renaissance Fair. 
Oh, it was the, just, last, the last day. You I believe just it was missed Labor Day. It. Was Labor Day weekend. weekend. Yeah, it Monday. was incredibly busy. Uh, it I'm has sure it been. Was. I heard the weekend after we went. The weekend we went was pretty busy. So they literally raised the prices of everything for Labor Day weekend because they posted it on Facebook and they said, "Sorry, but because of the crowds that we know we're going to have." We're raising the prices on tickets. We're raising the prices for everything in the show. And we're, they started charging more for uh, parking because they had such a huge crowd. They were certainly charging more for the bar crawl. Yep. That was expensive. <laughs> 65 bucks a pop. That turned out what to be. What did we pay? I don't remember, but I don't feel like it was that much. I don't feel like but it was. But we did either. go on the bar crawl. I will say it wasn't as good as the time when no. we all went. The 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 time the entire that we experience went and the bar crawl the bar the bar crawl. crawl the people weren't as good so the the, the two times we, we had went maybe we went later in the day I think when we went with David we went later in the day like maybe three o'clock or something like could have we went at right at noon so we had just gotten there really we'd only been there for like I don't want to drag down the the people that were doing it the crew just wasn't the same they just. They felt like they were just going through the motions. Yeah, I, I felt that as well. Like, they were going through the motions. They weren't into it. And we went the same, roughly the same time in their time frame, correct? Oh, like, yeah. late in the season? I think we, we correct. Went, we always we went on Labor Day weekend when you went there. We were Labor Day weekend when we went. Because that would be top. completely the, understandable if they're a little burned out yeah. by the very last weekend. I would get that, but this one, we, we were... Three weeks ahead of Labor Day weekend. Maybe they repower for Labor the end. Maybe they get more into it at the end. Maybe we hit it like in that. Oh, could be. It could be a thing. I don't know. Maybe, maybe they, maybe they recognize switch. you and they're sick of seeing you at the same bar. <laughs> Honestly, maybe it's every, every other weekend they switch crews. And like different I also felt like do. it was shorter. It was way shorter. It was only like an hour. And as soon as we ended, I remember looking at you and I was like. That's it? Is this the end? Like, are we done with this then? Or. And then, uh, of course, I go up there, ring it. Oh, yeah, he rung it. So the, at the only end, one who made it. The end of the bar crawl, you have to throw a ring onto a chicken's head mm-hmm. strapped to a woman around her pelvis. And there's a chicken. Draw a picture. A, it, there's a chicken head sticking out of a woman's pelvis, and you have to throw a ring around her chicken head. Yes. Do you understand what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Well, I did it first try. You did? He did. I mean, it was not a problem whatsoever. I had the greatest toss, probably of all mankind. It was a little bit left, but I had enough spin yeah. to turn it to the right. Luckily, the chicken head was leaning a little left. Boy, did it ring around that chicken. Got a free drink out of it. Yep. You're the only one that made it. Not a single person after that could do it. And I laughed at all of them. I looked at them in the eye, David. I looked at all of those people in the eye and I said, you are not as good as me. I know I'm short, We were, but I am better than you. Dirk says, it was I a, feel like I was there. <laughs> <laughs> I'll it was say, a crazy I'll time. Say we, maybe part of the problem was we were also with a... Um, not, I, I didn't feel like it was a great group of people that were with us. There were some real obnoxious people. No offense if you were oh. part of the group. Wait, <laughs> well, they're not. Wait, wait, wait. Are you talking no, about not, not, not with us? <laughs> like, Chris and yeah. Dude are great no. people. 
I feel like Chris and Dude are no, great. No, no, like, no. Dude no. comes on the podcast a lot. I have no problem with him. Okay, this is misconstrued. I have the no idea why you said that. Other people that were with us. There was a bachelorette party. That's already that trouble was, in the first place. Yeah, that was a problem. There was some other people that were really annoying. Remember the lady that kept like trying to get him to do another shot at the chicken game? I know, and she came on to me. She's like, come on, man. I was like, listen. The chicken? I'm taking. Oh. Quit it. Not the chicken. Oh, no, the chicken. Oh, the chicken. Yeah. The chicken and the bachelorette. So, dooms for that marriage. So, anyway, point is, uh, we had a great time, but I know the last two weekends, <laughs> the last two weekends, it's been, like, at capacity. The weekend after we went, oh, they yeah. shut, they couldn't get any more people in the parking lot. They shut it down. We drove by Honestly, I think Monday afternoon. There was, like, police all over the place. Out by the interstate, there was police everywhere controlling traffic. It's probably because I've been preaching about this place for the oh. last No, it's six because years. of our Danny Boy interview. Oh, yeah. We had a live interview with Danny Boy Pipes. And the owner. And I smoked that Danny Boy Pipe last night. You did. You did. I sat on my deck. I smoked that Danny Boy Pipe so much that night that for the next like week, my tongue was burnt yeah. to a crisp. <laughs> I couldn't feel my tongue. It hurt really bad. I didn't smoke correctly. See, I kept waiting for a like a closure podcast when you guys got home that night. I have so much video. We have so much video. And I need to put it together. Into we could have. We got home fairly early. I feel like we could have done a podcast, but... Eh, I, I saw a, a notification came shape. up on Facebook that you were posting a video. And I'm like, oh, they're doing a podcast after they got home. Uh, I don't after been- the bar crawl, after all of this. And I was... Going to tune in, and then it was just... Turns out, if we were responsible, that would be a really good idea. (laughs) I don't think While it's fresh in your head. We weren't in the... Right. No, I'm saying, like, if we could be... That's why I was looking forward to it, (laughs) because you weren't going to be in the right headspace. Right. If we could be responsible enough to come home and be able to, like, set all of this up and do it, I think that would be a great idea. But we're... I'm never in that shape. Because I have a problem, David. Thank you for bringing that up. We didn't get to sword fight again. That's the... (sighs) Should have done it in the beginning. I know. We should have. I turned you down. Yeah. Speaking of that, anyway. Of sword fighting? No. Sword fighting? Renaissance fair. Oh. Done. We're done. We're going back to the bats. Wow. Okay. All right. Step one. Bat houses. Hung them up. Step two. One-way bat valves. Yeah. Put them up. Yep, we got that. Step three, close off all the other openings other than the bat valves. In your soffits. So one week, these things are going to be out. They're evicted. They're out of there. That's my new I business. I hope so. Bat exclusion. So you're going to do this for people? I think so. Okay. Is it a big problem? It's a big problem for me. Well, I know for you, I'm saying, like, is it a big problem in the area I don't know. for having attics full of bats? Because I don't know anybody that has attics full of bats besides you. Like, you're the first person that ever came to me and said, dude, I got a bat problem. I don't know. You ever had any bat issues? Zero. No? But I wouldn't know. They're I've at never my, been in my attic. They're in my uh, well house at my 
old house and in the barn all over the place. How did you figure it out? Um, when they were flying in and out of my house. It's a pretty good like, indicator. That's a classic indicator <laughs> of a bat problem. In the living area? No, 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 no. Like you sit on the deck. That's where they're coming in and out right there. You can sit there. If you're sitting there. Oh, you were them, right by there. You hear them crawling point. around in the soffits and then they start flying out. Yeah. Right by your head. So you're, yeah, you Step were right by two, the in- entry point and exit point of the bat. The guano. Remember I talked about the guano? I know. Well, all Ace Ventura talked about the guano. Yeah. You did not want that. Dirk said it's not a problem until it is. It's a problem. Turns out it's a problem. Anyway, that's it. That's all we got on the bat stuff. Uh, that's I didn't have anything on the bat stuff. <laughs> um, what else do we got? Uh, the convenience tour. Oh, yeah. Clerks 3. It's coming out like uh, this month, right? Yeah, like next week. Yeah, next week, Kevin Smith, Jay and Silent Bob, the Clerks 3 movie is coming out next week, being premiered, and they're going on a convenience tour, obviously, uh, like a gas station-esque name. Right, David? <laughs> I've never seen any of the movies. You've no, never seen Clerks? No. Wow. It's part of the reason why I've never wanted to be a guest, because a lot of your references are... Out of my ballpark. Oh, man. Well, we got tickets to the live show with Kevin Smith, and we got VIP passes to hang out with Kevin Smith after the screening. Signed script. Signed scripts. Yeah. The whole nine yards. Of course, that isn't until November, unfortunately. Turns out it's, you know, like him and I have been around each other a lot. You know, he knows me. Yeah, you were just hanging out with him for approximately one minute until um, the security guards listen says, move along he knows my children we were together he asked me about the podcast we talked about that it's true um he's probably listening right big now. fan of me and then we proceeded to not record one for two months listen what <laughs> i'm telling you he's a big fan of me i know that hurts you i'm sorry it's just it's something i have with him you know, him and I understand. That's fine. I've had three Twitter interactions with him. One time he mentioned me on his podcast. <laughs> three Twitter interactions. One time he mentioned me on the podcast. He really did. He I... mentioned me on his podcast, not by name, but he said, some asshole on Twitter said this. I was that asshole. I'm, I've probably thought of you in the same way and <laughs> referred to you in the same way. So he while, just checks out for me. While Chris is the I am asshole. I fact checker and... That checks out for me. While Chris is the asshole in Kevin Smith's life, I am the do you remember what desperate the, podcaster that he gave a hug to. Do you remember what the post was about? Uh, I've also called you a desperate podcaster, so that also fact checks for me. Kevin Smith gave me a hug about it and told people to write down our podcast and made sure, he made sure that the Snarf Talk logo was front and center in the picture. That's why he positioned me specifically in the picture. To get the Snarf Talk logo. He's like, you got to get it out, man. Branding is the key. He's like, brand yourself. Get out there. Because I wanted to be like in his breast. <laughs> while, while I wanted to be hugging his breast. His bosom and his chest and under his armpits and like uh, coddling him. He wouldn't allow me to do that. 
He said, you need to brand yourself. And I was like, you're right. He met, heat up a piece of iron and like (laughs) put it on your flesh. He meant, I want you to go home and hurt yourself. (laughs) No, no. He said, like Yellowstone. I love podcast, man. And I love your, I love that you're podcasting. He's like, how long you been doing it? And I told him, he's like, man, that's awesome. He's like, get yourself out there. Put your, put your shirt forward, get yourself out there, get your kids by me and we'll take a picture. Yeah. Yes, yes, sir, Mr. Smith. <laughs> yes, sir, Mr. Smith. I agree with you. That's exactly what happened. And then we left, and we left the room. And he whisk- heard a whisper behind as he was walking out, throw that fucking podcast name away. No, no. What I heard was, give an ass off. Oh, no. In my the back of my head. But I was also like, like shaking and walking down the aisle and Grady's like, why are you acting this way? I was like, Grady, I don't know how to understand this either. This was the greatest moment of my life. And I was like, you know how you like a lot of things? He's like, yeah, like I like like baseball players. I was like, you ever met one of them? He's like, no. Well, and you that, never will, son. That's what it was like. If I met your favorite baseball player, like now we're going to get a picture printed out in front of us. It's incredible, yeah. and it was incredible. And we're going to have that moment together while we get a signed script, and I'm going to take that picture there, that freaking picture that I got with him. him I'm going to take it there and have him sign it because he's not going to tell me no when I'm standing in front I'm gonna of him. I'm going to have him sign home. my Smodcast jersey. And I'm going to have him sign a deed to a house that we're going to live in. <laughs> I miss I Mrs. Musk. Musk is down. I miss this scent in sound. Anyway, David, you, I miss everything about him. Do you remember David? Yes, sir. <laughs> I miss him. Oh, I haven't been listening at all. <laughs> I checked out when you guys start talking about clerks. Oh. Mostly. Right. So, well, anyway, he's a cool guy. Okay, well, we're done with all of that anyway. We were going to get into what we've been watching in any case. But since David's here, we nope. can start with what he's been watching. Oh, we have a lot more news. We do? We got news? C2E2. Okay. C2, we did go to C2E2, yeah. That's all we got. That's it. There's not much to talk about. It was a pretty low-key show. It was. We went there. We took a lot of video. I'm hoping to get... Uh, some video out of C2E2. We took it. We got press passes again, so that was Yeah, cool. we took a lot of video on two different cameras. I need to get the other camera from Chris. We're, I'm going to compile the video and get it out on YouTube so people can watch it. Um, uh, we had some interviews with people. We talked to a lot of creators that we enjoy. Uh, it was a great time. Pound that beer, Chris. Did I drink that too fast? I did drink that pretty fast. You have no comments on C2E2 then? Or? Um, I thought it was a great time. No, we had a good time. I met Claudia Gray. We both did. Yeah. Who's one of my favorite Star Wars authors. She signed a couple books for me. She did. Um, did we meet any creators, really? Not really. Well, I mean, a lot of artists. We, we did. Went uh, down we went to alley. karaoke. Man. Unfortunately, was that a time? we didn't get a chance to sing because there was too many people. Our, our I signed one. up Snarf Talk to sing in the karaoke. Uh, what were we going to sing, Jerry? 
What was it? Um, I oh, don't we were. Know much. Yes, it, absolutely. That right. was what That's it was. What it was. <laughs> That's what it was. We were going to sing. I don't know much. I went up there. I signed us up for it. The guy told me he's like, "Listen, we're only going until nine fifteen. He's like, "I've got like thirty people in front of you. I don't think you'll make it." I said, "Put our name down on the list." We waited as long as we could. Chris took a video of me on uh, our Snarf Talk uh, TikTok. Wait, so who was going to sing with you? We were going to sing together. Me and Chris were going to sing together. Well, I've never heard you and Chris sing that song. No, nobody has. No, I've never heard you and Chris actually sing that song. I was just going to do an impression. Yeah, nobody has ever heard Chris and I sing. You doing an impression would be weird and unenjoyable. I know. The version I heard was legit. Was very, very legit. I know. Okay, I just got... Feedback. So, can we take a quick, quick break? This this harkens back to the Dwight Yoakam talk. It's oh a callback. No. Did you? Were you listening for that part? I, I was. I mentioned you. I was wondering if you were at that show. I was not. I was a child. Do you so remember was I. what I I'm talking about? This. We're the same age. Correct. Do you remember what I'm talking about at all? What, the Dwight Yoakam played in the pavilion at the Grundy County 4H Fairground or the Grundy County Fairgrounds, or was it not at a the pavilion? Speedway? No, it was at the Speedway. It was in the middle it of was, Speedway. It was in the grandstands? Yeah, in the grandstands. It was a, I, it was I, a country music festival. It was a country music festival at which Dwight Yoakam was the only recognized name. Well, for sure. Yeah. He was, def- <laughs> yeah, he, was uh, he was a star. But it was an all-day thing. But he was definitely on the backside of his No peak. doubt. Well, he's never been on the backside of his peak. No, no. He pe- I feel like he's been peaking he, he, forever. He peaked sometime in the mid-90s. Mid-90s. This was he probably- was still a star. He's been a star. It would be like his acting career brought him in the forefront more so, I think, than his singing since, later in the years. Since his music career career dwindled, and then he got more into acting. Yeah, and, and he, he's so good. He actually has kind of had a renaissance as a like a cult hero. For it, sure, I from completely my, agree. From as a, a country music fan, savant. No, not a savant. <laughs> But I I know most popular country music songs, and he probably was popular before I ever liked country. Oh yeah, but I know who he is more now than I did in the late nineties. I completely agree. So I think he's kind of had a renaissance as almost an inside joke. I, I knew him in the nineties yeah. because o- of my mom. almost a cult. My mom hero. loved Dwight Yoakam, and she was she always listened to Dwight Yoakam. But at the time, White Yoakam, Dwight Yoakam. But at the time, listening to him, it was kind of like, okay, it was yeah, a, that's a guy. It was old school country. We know him like he's nothing. Like I wasn't listening to him above any of the other people that I liked. I think he made a resurgence. Like Tim McGraw and he made a resurgence during the quote unquote '90s country when that became a thing, and it yeah. wasn't just yeah. pop country. And as pop country evolved. 90s country became kind of a throwback for sure it's like 80s but pop i think it was right. whatever. i agree i think and i i agree he he was always relevant but i think he and joe diffie and some of these yes, guys joe diffie came in you they kind of were heavy. they became throwbacks because their their music was popular but they were such uh stereotype of the time and of looking, the popular music. And looking back on a it's stereotype, the, it, those are the ones you pick out. It's the same way when our kids are all grown. They're going to look back at Luke Bryan and Kenny Chesney and yeah. Uh, yeah. whoever else 
uh, Jason Aldean, you're going to be like, oh, that's 2000s country. That's how Dwight Yoakam was. He just He's kind of an emblem of 90s country. I agree. The only thing that brought him above and beyond that is his acting. Yeah. So people And I couldn't him. even tell you. I feel oh like he's gosh, a bit he's, of a jukebox hero, too. Like He's, he's been a, in so many he's a, shows. A lot of bar, bar jukeboxes. Played a lot of Dwight Yoakam, I feel like. And he's, you've said it, he's literally done a lot of covers. He's so Which makes covers. him even more, more. That's like what that. blew me away. Is like, I didn't realize that until we were talking about it tonight. And he started naming names of songs. Wasn't was he like, in Yellowstone? Is he a cover artist? Isn't he in Yellowstone at some point? I think he is, yeah. Don't he know. is um, in Yellowstone. And he's been in a lot of Western shows. All right. He was in Tons. Cry Macho recently. That's the um, new Clint Eastwood. It's not very good. He was in um, a, a lot, uh, so many shows. Under the Dome, Wilfred, yeah. um, Wilfred, like yeah. the dog one. Yeah, Crank, Wedding Crashers, the Three Burials of Whatever Estrada, um, He's Panic awful. Room, King of the Hill, um, Sling Blade. Yeah, so he was several a big, of those a big are like, character in Sling Blade, but they're like comical cameos. A lot of cameos for he, sure. He's not like in Sling Blade though. He the was a guy main... singing in the hotel bar. Four Christmases. I, I skipped over a ton of them just because I wasn't sure. If he's he... like a bad guy in in a main TV show. Goliath. He's in Goliath. I don't know. He's like a like... main in that show with uh, Billy Bob Thornton. Yeah, that's an AMC show. Uh, Lucky Logan Lucky. He was in. He's in t- Boomtown. Logan Lucky was a good one, and that's the one I think I I'm thinking of. He was like the sheriff. In Logan Lucky. A warden. He was a warden. Warden, yeah. I remember him in that show, and he was great. Um, anyway, what, what, oh, I brought up, since you don't remember it, you were probably, I'm guessing I was 16 when I was there, because I'm sure we drove there. So I had to be at least well, 16, and that would have been 2000. Because you said your mom wasn't there. No. But anyway, so I told you who would I've been there with, Nick. I mean, I don't know, I don't remember, but. I would have been with him, I'm sure. Sure. He must be listening because he said spot on. My recollection of Dwight Yoakam drunk, falling off the stool, and getting carried off stage at the Grundy County Country Music Festival. That is two reputable people that no one could ever overturn. (laughs) I remember hearing that story from you two. Halfway between when it happened and present day. I've never heard it before. Even if you've heard that story, twenty-two before. years, so half that. Even at eleven years ago, it could have been in my imagination. Though that's the only problem. I didn't say I verified its <laughs> truth. I just said I've heard that story that's sometime true. in the last ten that's to fifteen years. True, that's what he said. So he graced the stage of Grundy County. Didn't know that in a failed country music festival. Okay. Uh, do you want to talk any more about C2E2 or about the She-Hulk controversy? Tony said his role in Four Christmases is top tier. We, we're, we're still on... Uh, Dirk said he's still a star. I'll fight you, Seaton Top. He's absolutely still a star. He really is. Um, like, he's kept his like star prowess because of his acting career. That's only because of his acting career. Not because of singing. All right, move on. Next news. Like I said, do you want to talk any more about C2E2 or do you want to talk no, about the She-Hulk contra- controversy or get into what we're watching? 
Um, where are we at on time? We're only at an hour and 11 minutes. She-Hulk. It's <laughs> the wrong button to pick. <laughs> it wasn't. It was you the right one. You should have done the sad trombone. Oh, I don't have that on here. You, well, you do? Yes, you do. Well, I know. I got to switch the sound. You should really reconfigure this. Rejigger the jigger. It's so much harder than you think. You don't even know, man. We'll wait, Jerry. Don't worry. We'll wait okay. for you to comically affect this. Uh, nope. nope. <laughs> All right. I will have to say before we start talking about this, I have not seen one episode of this show. So, have you, David, have you seen one episode of this show? I'll give you two guesses. The answer is no. No. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> yeah, the answer is no. Do you even have Disney Plus? I think it's on, like, my kids' TV. Yeah. No, I've never navigated it or anything. Okay. So I don't have Netflix anymore because when I, when, uh, why first Midwest bank switched to old national, I got a new credit card Uh, and it was on my old card and I never, so you never updated, never updated it. And it, I wasn't currently watching or binging a show. Wait, you have a debit card? Cause for a long time you did not. Well, they tend to get broken or (laughs) Lost. lost and you just don't renew them. Yeah, and then I just live I live without. But <laughs> I wasn't watching some on Netflix, so I let it expire. I'm still working on one year of Hulu for 99 cents a month oh, that I bought good. on Black Friday last year. Oh, that's a good deal. Today good deal. is Disney Plus Day, though, right? It's 99 cents. Today? For, I don't know if it's for the month or whatever. So it, there's a deal today. A Disney Plus Day today. Today. That so should probably be news. September 8th. They, like... Launched a bunch of shit today. Plus, like, Andor is coming. But that's not until the end Thor, of Thor. We got to talk about Thor. We didn't talk about Thor yet? Nope. Love and Thunder? We haven't. Did we even talk about... No, we didn't. No, we have not. We need to talk about that. Okay. Let's talk about She-Hulk real quick. Because I haven't seen it. You've seen yeah, one episode. All I, all I wanted to point out. Okay. All I want to point out with uh, She-Hulk... The very first episode I watched. Wait. <laughs> Rayanne says, you have Disney Plus. It's my login, you ass. I was actually <laughs> going to say, I think it's something we pirate off a relative. <clears throat> and I, I couldn't quite spit it out because I couldn't remember. So, no, I do not have Disney Plus. Yeah, no. you just The McDonald mooch. Ranch has. I don't, mo- I don't even know if we have it. It's just playing Bluey somewhere in his house. He doesn't know where. That's when you need to get something done and you say, go watch something on your TV upstairs. Yeah. Right. If it's my house, that's blue. No, they watch, uh, well, maybe that's on Hulu. They watch something in garbage and dirty or. Uh, oh, the the trucks. Yes. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. The horrible. Muck and Dizzy. Horribly animated the trucks. Yeah, the dirty truck is the garbage truck and then there's like an and ex- dirty excavator that. Diggy and dirty. I don't know. It's something like yeah, that. Yeah, it's awful. Smelly don't and ever dirty. watch that again. It I, is. It's is like it, smelly and dirty. Somebody's going to. If if my wife is still awake, she's going to. I think it is. Anyway. Yeah. She-Hulk. Uh, Never seen it. So go ahead. Listen. I was super excited about this show because I enjoy the She-Hulk comic. Like, I thought it was really good. 
Um, a lot of people think the She-Hulk comic is really good. Yeah, I mean, I'm actually uh, quite a fan of Yeah, She-Hulk. absolutely. Like, a lot of people think the She-Hulk comic is super good. Everybody followed it. And then they what? transitioned it to a show. And, man, are they not following? They're not just, they're just not following the comic. And they're changing things to be... I don't want to say the word, but they are changing things to be woke. Woke. Okay. So. I don't want to say that word because it's negative. It's very negative. People hate it. People will assume you are a certain way right. when you say the word woke. I don't want to perceive us as being those people that are not woke or anti woke or whatever. It's not that. It's it's just that like they are portraying a character that does not exist. Right. They're creating a character that does not exist. They're creating a story. Are you sure about that? Yes. So I haven't watched it. Yes. Full disclosure. I've read a lot. Uh, People are very upset by a lot of things. There is one thing in particular. I haven't watched it for a reason, Jerry. I haven't watched it because I've heard this controversy. I have heard legitimate people that I... not. I'm not talking people that I know in the real world, but people I follow online that I, and outlets that I follow online and trust the reviews of. Yeah. And they've all said it's a really, really bad garbage show. The production is also Outside of any political bullshit. They're they're saying it's not a good show. Okay. The only people that are saying that it's a good show are people that are defending it for uh, political reasons or like Nerdist, who's like the most political organization that ever existed and feminism yes so anyway so i've just thought you know what i don't need to watch this right now i'll wait till it's all out um it's not for me no it's not made for me i don't need to comment on it so i'm like i don't really even need to watch it however (laughs) i am a fan of the shield comics here's so my point is let me finish okay my point is that the she hulk comics came about in the late 70s, mm-hmm. 70s sometime, yeah. during the rise of feminism. Mm-hmm. It was an extremely feminist book. Extremely. It has always been a feminist book. For the show to be explicitly feminist, now at this point, is not out of context for the character. Is it different than the book? Yes, but the 1970s are different than 2022. But also... It's like if you're, but if you're trying to promote feminism in a certain light or in a certain way, I feel like it could have been done differently. It could have, but it's not for you. So here's the problem is the MCU should be for everyone, right? Like the MCU has put out movies and TV shows and comics and whatever for everyone. Like, everyone can gain something from something. In fairness, why you w- haven't watched it yet. Oh, watched, you're just going off reviews. But I've also watched more than you have. You've watched two episodes. Two episodes a season does not make. You, you're right. I agree with you with that. But what I'm saying is, like, 
we haven't read every comic book that it's ever no, been No, I made. agree. And I don't need We to- haven't watched everything that MCU has ever put out and we have a and everybody has opinions on them. Everybody has an opinion on something. What I'm saying is like the MCU puts their content out as it is for everyone. Yeah, it needs to be a big tent. I get it. It needs to be a big tent for everyone. But it can have things the that focus is, on certain aspects and to different audiences. I don't think there's a problem. I don't think Ms. Marvel is made for us as an audience. Um, I think it's made for teenagers. And that's fine. It's good. But being made for teenagers doesn't... No, I don't feel like being made for teenagers like takes away from the content that you're creating. Like You can appreciate what they're creating... As teenage content. I think we should have this discussion after we've both watched the show. I'm just, we're addressing as news the controversy that exists. We've addressed it. There's a lot of it. There's a lot of controversy, but there's two, there's two fronts. There's people that are talking bad about it because they, they're saying it's a woke feminist show. And there's people that are saying that it's a really badly made show. So I guess we'll see which one's true. So the CGI is not good. Yeah. She does... Uh, basically it's, tell Hulk, who was abused as a child. His this anger is the problem. comes from being abused as a child and watching his father kill his mother, right, in front of him? Well, yeah. And then he goes to fight um, against the Thanos. Whole, the whole life and watch, of the Hulk was diminished in one episode. He watched the love of his life killed in front of him, too, yep. right? Yes. Um, as he's uh, chased down by the military. And then he is uh, off-worlded. Yep. go live on an alien planet for a bunch of years. He comes back. Thanos kills all of his friends. He comes back and then sacrifices his own body to try to save everyone Tries in the to world. Tries to commit suicide four or five times. Yeah. Can't do it. And then he comes back and he tries to give Jennifer Walters a little bit of sage advice about controlling uh, he, her anger. And she says to him, what? She says, I don't need to control my anger. I don't need to take advice from you. I've been controlling my anger my whole life as I get catcalled. I mean, come on. <laughs> so that prior to all of this, he literally tried to sacrifice himself to take Thanos's like gauntlet, and he's like, "Listen, I'm the only one that can possibly take all of these gamma rays. Nobody else can. I'm going to take this for you, so everyone else can save their lives." And he destroyed his whole arm and then because he his- was. And he watched everyone else disappear. And watches his best friend die. Yeah. And then, right. And then after that, after he ruins his arm. She lectures him. Iron Man kills himself in front of everybody while he's still alive. And then she tells him, I've had such a harder life than you. Because I have to deal with catcalling men. And man, men mansplaining to me. So yeah, that's problematic. And he's like, and he literally says, "Man, you're right." Yeah, it's problematic. That was but silly. It was a. You it's getting to, a lot of hate. You need to watch. You need to watch an episode. You and really then, do. And in, then when she in order the, to understand this, like it is extreme. All I need to watch is the clip of her twerking in a law office after she gives a big speech about how she can't be taken seriously with Megan the Stallion. I don't understand it. Like so, they bring Megan the Stallion in the MCU Isn't universe. Three? Yeah, episode three. Yeah. Isn't it Megan three Stallion? No, the. Oh, okay. Stallion. Isn't a stallion a male horse? But it's the stallion. She is taking that over. Okay. 
I think. <laughs> I don't know who that person is, so I don't know. Well, she's a rapper and singer of some sort. And, yeah, that that makes them better. Okay. At some so point. she's complaining about not getting taken seriously as a woman in an office, and she is in her office twerking. It's really sad. Cool. All right. That's all we need to talk about, She-Hulk. I'll watch it eventually. But it's. I just felt like I'm, I haven't watched it. I'm not interested in watching it because I really feel like it's not made for me. So I don't need to watch and it. And I agree that I don't need point. to be negative about it. I really do agree that point. It's not made for us. It's made for a certain like audience, and that can be their thing. That's yeah. fine. But I don't think it should be a main point of the MCU because it's not. My only point with that was She-Hulk has always been a very feminist front-heavy book. I agree. But in a way that was like, I don't know, not as derogatory. I don't know how to explain that. I don't know, but whatever. So I have a question. Very little interest in any of this, to be honest, but why do you feel obligated to watch it? I mean, I don't feel obligated to watch it. I, I, I read the book. I read... Comics. You've read the comic. You'd like to see how the show portrays the comic. It's not that I've only just read the comics. I enjoy to, the comics. I like the characters. Oh, yeah, the comics you seem to really have a good. negative attitude going in. I'm just wondering. And you said, well, I'm going to watch it. I'm not really looking forward to it. I have a I'm neg- wondering why you feel obligated. I feel uh, like it's a part of the MCU. And I agree, that's but a good enough answer. You feel like you, because I'm a completist. Like if I start a show, absolutely, I yes. have to finish it. Even if I'm not really enjoying it, it's a piece of the I ra- puzzle. Very rarely will I just quit a show and stop. Right. It's got to be bad. So if you think about the MCU, there's multiple so, different stories on different timelines and different so you're, arcs. He's answering my question: Is you're you feel like it's part of a universe? You've read it. You've absolutely you've been on the the literary end of it. Now you feel like you need to follow up and at least see what the film end. I think does. two reasons, yes. two reasons. There's fair that, enough. There's that good, good answer. We've both aspect. read multiple comics. Fair, fair enough. I'm not, I wasn't trying to challenge. I was just asking. I think the main reason though, honestly, is because I've enjoyed the character and I want, I've always wanted them to make a live action. She Hulk. We've talked and when about announced it. it. I was super excited about it. And then it comes out, it gets terrible reviews and it's, not getting what panned you as basically a woke show, which is not necessarily something that I'm super excited about. But, you know, when there's another show that got panned with that too, uh, two shows, and we'll talk about both of them later. And I enjoy those but shows a lot. So We had a certain expectation. You haven't seen it. I had a certain expectation of the first show, introducing She-Hulk. And I was on this show, on Snarf Talk, talking about She-Hulk. And I was like, man... I can't wait for this to come out. I'm so excited for it. But there, you, it's. Are you surprised a show called She Hulk didn't end up being made for a male thirty mid thirty demographic? I don't. I'm not shocked. Not shocked. <laughs> yeah. In retrospect, no, I shouldn't be shocked. But I think of things in like an enjoyment level, like of the comics I read. And everything I've had in the past, like I think of it that way. So I assume it's just me assuming things like, oh man, I'm going to get this comic book in live action. I'm going to be able to enjoy it and see these people reenact everything I've loved about this comic. 
and it doesn't come across that. Not way. everything. And that's I don't think Ms. Marvel hit for me. The comic I love. I don't think the show hit for me quite as well. I enjoyed it. I thought it was well made. I should say it's not that I enjoyed it. It's very it. well made. It's very well made. I saw who it was for. It's not for me, um, but I can enjoy it. But I didn't follow through watching it, and I probably won't. Yeah, and I I won't either. So, I mean, I don't know. That's where we're at on that. But let's move on from. And then we get into Sandman. Is did we get into Sandman? Before we go into more what we're watching, because we have so many, we're not going to get to it all tonight. We got David here. Yeah. Let's see what he's been watching. Oh, Let's gosh. talk about that, and we can bring him more into the fold of the conversation. Last show I watched, Better Call Saul. Oh, love it. And I, I finished that, and I've watched Breaking Bad from the beginning and Better Call Saul from the beginning basically in the last year. 18 months, oh maybe. Oh, my gosh. That's really <clears throat> stupid. Incredible. Now, I will say I never watched Breaking Bad ever when it was live. I didn't watch it till after it was so all So you done. binged that from the beginning. But, oh, I mean, that show's been off the air for 10 years. I binged everything no. until the last season. I don't know. It's been off the air for a long time. No, it's been since, like, 13 or 14. Yeah. Something like that. So it's been many, many years since Close I've seen it. 10. I lived in Mazan when the last season aired, so it had to be before 15. Yeah. Or so when, 15 and before. When your past Snarf Talk guest, Tim McDonald, and I lived together in college. Yeah. That was uh, on the air. Our second senior year. Uh, we rented, I think it, season one had ended, and we rented, which is an old-fashioned thing. You used to go to a store Did and you rent Netflix the DVDs. rent? No. Because I, I was original uh, Netflix. I've had Netflix since yes. the day it came out. My parents had it where you you got DVDs in the mail. In the mail, we, yeah. We, no, did we went to like a Blockbuster, which is a very old-fashioned thing. Yeah. He did. On Neal Street? And got season one. No, we lived out on Lincoln, oh. way out by the interstate. I didn't know there was a Blockbuster over there. I lived about I a block and a half from Neal, uh, Blockbuster on Neal Street. We watched three or four or five episodes like on a Thursday night, something. We most of our friends had graduated. We we sat down. We binged a bunch of it, and on a Friday, I went to class, and he, I came back from class, and he was watching it. I'm like, I thought we were gonna. It's like a couple. Like I thought we were gonna watch this together. And he's like, Oh no, I watched them all. Never watched. I just quit. Yeah, I said, No, nope, like I'm done. And I think we got back to you, school. You basically like, threw a hissy fit that lasted twelve years. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> <clears throat> so we went home for the weekend, and on Monday, or whenever we got back to it, he had taken the first season back and rented season two. And he's he's several episodes, you know, hours and hours ahead of me. And I'm, I'm just like, no, I, I'm not going to catch up. There's no way I'm going to do it. And I never went back to it. I just never thought about it again. And then I, you guys talked about it. Several people talked about it. He talked about Breaking Bad, and then... I'd hear people on the radio talking about Better Call Saul all the time. So I just started, I just binged it, started it over, and it d- doesn't take very long if I get into something in the winter. No. And right. then as soon as that was over, I went to Better Call Saul, and then I caught up to the, not this season. But the last. But the previous season. I was exactly the same. But oh. I, I'm, I'm still a direct TV person. Me too. So as soon as I finished that, I it was nothing. like, well, I think why I rushed to finish is they were talking about the season premiere, and I watched it weekly, which is the way I prefer to watch a show. Absolutely. Agree. I agree. It's the way I prefer to watch 
uh, I, I didn't, a drama or any show. And I never understood that until you binge watch a show. Like once you binge watch a show and then you get one that is week to week, you don't understand how much you want that. Binge watching a show I is I do it a with thing. podcasts. I have 10 podcasts that as soon as they come out weekly, yeah. it's I, like I, listen, I listen to them. That's number one what I do. That's what I want to do. Yep. And then I, then I supplement it with, so what I did with Breaking Bad is binged it. And then I had uh, Better Call Saul. And I binged it until I got to a certain where point. I was caught up. Yeah. And I was caught up. And then I went and found something else. And then binged it. And then I, I keep getting to where I'm caught up on some of this stuff. Or you catch up and it's over. And that gives you the opportunity to Once move on to something else. You move move and, on, but then you, you keep up with you the clear old that one. headspace and you're like into something yeah. else, and then you're like, okay, now I can get back into this one thing. What's funny is a lot of my shows I've been regular on is like Snowfall on FX. Actually, they're all FX shows. Snowfall I've watched from the very beginning. Man, I've never so, gotten into it. So I, I was watched. always supplementing Snowfall and Fargo and some Fargo of these other for sure. FX shows. I haven't watched the last season of Fargo, though, the one with Chris Rock. Or is that even two seasons? That's, that's But it's... Uh, that was... Mm, I don't remember. It's tied in, but it's the Kansas City mob. That was the last season. Yeah. But that was before any COVID shutdowns. That's been three years ago. Yeah. There is a really popular show on FX that just is on right now, and I don't remember what it's called. I've never heard of it. Um, doesn't matter. I'll anyway, that's it. about all I've watched. Jerry, what have you been watching? Um, no, oh, but my gosh. Talk about Better Call Saul. I haven't watched the last season yet. I um, I watched it week to week. So, so I watched uh, all of Breaking Bad, binged it all. I might have been live during the last season. I don't know. But it was towards the end of the run or after it was over. Um, I liked Breaking Bad, but I wasn't as crazy about it as everybody else. It was a real depressing, dark show. Made me feel like shit. Yeah, sometimes, shows, sometimes shows do that. Yeah, for sure. And uh, yeah, but Hoarders I'm, and Buried Alive are also yeah, shows. My 600-pound life. Yeah, <laughs> intervention. They're all, you know, sometimes that's yeah. a feeling you need to reach inside yourself. But something Go I ahead. don't... I, at a week-to-week pace. I need to understand why I don't need to be 600 pounds. But binging it, I would agree. Binging it, it's It's a whole different world. If you're going to watch four or five episodes a night, you know, you're going to get home at, you're going to start watching something at 9 o'clock, and you're going to watch it till 2 or 3 in the morning, and you're going to watch just such negativity for four hours. So I didn't, I, but I liked it. It was, it was intrig. I mean, there's no doubt Breaking Bad is probably one of the best shows of all time. But... Better Call Saul came out, and it had that grit and that edge, but it wasn't as dark, it wasn't as heavy, it had some humor, and the acting is so phenomenal. I actually, I prefer Better Call Saul to Breaking Bad all day long. I think it's a better show. It, it was, but it, because it built off so many, so much that was built on the Breaking Bad uh well, of course, world. yeah. It was like built what, on the world later on Bad. in the later seasons. Yes, in the first couple seasons, not so much, but yeah. But even so, it wasn't necessarily directly built on it. But I think why you took so much positivity out of that story was because you had hung on for the darkness of for sure. Breaking Bad. Well, and, and you were you were almost like surprised, like this is bright and funny and witty. But right. but you're waiting for the darkness. 
as opposed to the reverse where during Breaking Bad, you're waiting for the light moments of Saul Goodman and get that away from me. No, you, if you're <clears throat> monologuing, you need to be on the camera. And, and I, I think they, they, without each other, neither would be as strong. Because I think now after watching uh, Better Call Saul, you can go back to Breaking Bad and seasons two through whatever, pick up you know, a lot more. Yeah, you go. Oh my gosh, this it has so much depth and planning. And I, who knows? If oh, that's absolutely. The, who knows if that's the truth? But you'll get a lot more out of that. I, I really, honestly feel like though, for me, it's not even close. Like I would go to Better Call Saul any day of the week over. I sprayed chemicals in here today just for that reason. Rickety cricket. We should talk about it. It's always sunny. Um, Nolan had a callback. This is what I love. Nolan's got a callback comment about David, not even knowing him, never been on the show, never knows that he's a food guy. Yeah. And asked, has he seen the bear? Love it. I know. Oh, I mean, and we have uh, talked about it yes. obviously outside of the show, but can't wait to watch it again. I absolutely started love that watching show too. it with my it's nephew. One of the uh, best shows. A, we went to uh, the Smokies, to Gallenberg, with my dad's, with my entire side of the family, all the seed and top side, my my immediate family, my siblings, and all of their spouses and family, and uh, my nephew, who is a who he's in college in South Carolina. He said, hey, what should we watch? We're talking one night at the cabin. And I said, we should all watch the show, The Bear. And we watched a couple episodes, and he was, he was hooked. It My is brother was hooked. Incredible. I was hooked. We were, you know, I already watched it, but I can't wait to watch it again. And we did talk about that a little bit on the show. There I were, think I there was, were a couple no, we, things here and there I had some problems with. You were, you were worried about the, um, the Chicago tropes. Mm-hmm. The yes. Italian beef and and, and the, Chicago trophy. and the accent. That's fine though because but, it, um, it is Chicago. Like that is over, Chicago. Over the top but Chicago. Do you know who else is a huge fan of Chicago tropes? The people who they're oh, mocking. Yeah. Absolutely. It's of course. The, it's the whole De Bears thing. Absolutely. They I mean, wanted, there's no doubt about it. SNL wanted that to be a joke, making fun of those people and of the course. people that embraced it the most. Were those people? That's what happens. I mean, and, Joliet and I, Jake, the yeah, Blues Brothers. Yeah, the Blues I mean, it was Brothers. all making fun of the Midwest, and and it's always been embraced by it. It's it's kind of a that's okay. It's it's it's, it's fine. There are it's there exactly some inaccuracies. Of course, it wasn't the inaccuracies that bothered me. What bothered me was the over the top trying to let you know at all times we're in Chicago. Like, this is interesting because it's Chicago. It's not LA and New York. It, this is interesting because it's Chicago. So, but it, I didn't, that also evolved during the season. It evolved in Shameless. I didn't pick I mean, that up. It started in Shameless and and maybe some shows before that. So the yeah. only time I picked that up is when they went Skyline. Although, also interesting point. Not the same writers or showrunners. No. Yeah, then. I thought I could have sworn the people that make the bear were the same as Shameless, completely unrelated. No, I think the guy that wanted to create the bear uh probably just saw that character. Hand picked. Oh, sure. Yeah. Lit. Sure. Actually, he was interviewed on the score and he talked a little bit about oh, that. I didn't hear this. Yeah, he he talked a little bit about how that the character's pretty similar. I mean, that character could be lit. Oh, yeah. Actually, that uh, was one of my could. biggest positive points about the show. That he was wasn't the, exactly the same? He wasn't the same. 
They could have made him the same. They could have, but they didn't. They didn't make him an alcoholic. They didn't make him no, a druggy. Uh, he he was, doesn't do drugs. He doesn't do alcohol. No, he alcohol actually had com- no part in that show. None. And it, it would have been a logical place to go. For because, sure. And drugs. Well, it, it kind of well, was. Well, drugs were a, a little part of it. But, but in the background, but it was never Very present. background. Very it, background. It wasn't in, in uh, It would have been chef, so easy to make everybody alcoholics the bourdain the chef the party yeah. uh, reputation that that world gets you know people but in the service industry they talk, they made they it more up. serious they they took the serious approach to what like running a business was because he was so intense on what he needed to do no they just focused on his other vices Rather than focusing on that, his part vices were it was anger and temper, and, and his ego. vices were ego and expecting too much of everybody, and in uh, uh, expressing his shortcomings on his. So his vices were, were underneath him. after his brother died, like the stresses that came on him, right? But to re, the, but a very make easy the, way to go with that to express what you're saying is that he copes with it. With all of these other things, and they just didn't. It would have been lazy. No, what what does he cope with? He copes with the business. But what I'm saying is, how how does he cope with the business and the stresses of it? He did it by uh, having poor personal relationships, rather exactly than, the anger, rather than like, just showing him going out to a bar or going to an alley and, and no, doing it was a, him, a deal. It was him putting it back in the business right? and like arguing with the staff and yeah, so, so I living enjoyed, the life with I the staff. I actually enjoyed how, how they handled all of that. I feel like that's more I think real the life. Vice, the vice real to life. is the ambition and the ego. So his regret. He absolutely had that. an ego but coming into that. I will say one thing that annoys me. Is, there, nothing in the world annoys me than seeing that character, that actor, Walking outside and lighting a cigarette. It's just I whatever he Be, likes because it's such a lip thing. It like is. that is the yes. carryover, <laughs> yes. and maybe that's that actor. Might maybe be. maybe that's be. sort of that uh, that method acting where I hate that. that maybe that's what that human does when he gets done with the take. Why do you he hate goes, that when that's something that you would do? I would have done. Um, it isn't though. I don't know. That's I, I don't. Camera. I don't know the answer to that. Uh, Nolan said, "Binged it in one day." I worked in a family-owned restaurant just like it, making awesome. Italian beefs in Aurora for five years. Totally went to Rosati's and got an Italian beef immediately afterwards. Oh, that's like uh, afterwards of watching the show. I have a family member who is a uh, a chef. You know, a profession a professional in the food industry, and uh, I've been told that he comes home. And he just makes himself some hot dogs. Like he's oh, just yeah. sick of, of lo- looking at, you know, what he's looking at all day. It's like a mechanic that never works on a car. Right. Yeah. He, like mechanic you're not going to come Saturday home. Goes to Taco Bell and leaves his car to Jiffy Loop for 15 minutes. Absolutely. Because yeah. you don't want to do that. Yeah. You don't want to do what you do at work. Yeah. Right. When you come home, like it, it's a job. So when you come home, you want that relax, like something to make you relaxed i think that the interesting doing the the least you can do yeah i think one interesting part of that show to me was the futility in my and this is maybe some unrealisticness about it but the futility of the way he's trying to like trump up the quality 
with like these prime cuts of meat and all this stuff and, and a roast beef sandwich. But, but my point is it, they completely ignore what would likely be the massive buzz, the marketing of just his name being at this I, restaurant. That's what I was going to get everything. You know, the only reason anybody's talking about any if, of this is because this guy's a celebrity chef, essentially. If this dude was the, he, as famous as what he, everybody talks about him as being as famous as he was working in these kitchens. Yeah, but what if... Uh, why isn't that talked about? Why isn't that promoted? I just think that he... I don't know. I don't know why it's not talked about. But they make it seem like it's... It's about him changing the menu when you know you know that any they make it almost like be based detriment on his name. to the so my biggest problem with it <clears throat> was based on the menu and their prep and what they were doing. It was like I, a I'm, detriment to the to, to, no to what the, I, but what I'm picturing is the the Pepsi board with the plastic letters, yeah, I get that yeah Boz's. Yeah, yeah, and you you've got your uh, your your pizza puffs and your chili dog and all of, uh, your euros that, and all that kind of stuff. That's what an Italian beef stand for me means. But why but, not promote the chef? I, we well, we're, I'm stepping way back from that. They're at the beginning of the series. They're like French fries counter service. Yeah, yeah, that's and what you're it was. walking in. It's yeah. counter service paper it's bags. All camp it's a hot service. dog stand, an Italian beef stand. It's boxes. It's it's maybe Dave's a dog a little bit higher level, but yeah, it's Boz's, but in the city, right? The original, right? What I had trouble with is when they were elevating the menu. Where are the waitresses? Where are the, the customers for it? You know what I mean? No, it's how oh. do you serve some of those? I get those, it. Those meals that they're serving, even spaghetti and meatballs, even family meal, even who's all, serving it? Who's serving it? Is this going out in plastic to go to go containers? I think and, it is, yeah. And foil? Yeah. Because when I I'm picturing Italian beef, see, and I think that's part of the Chicago thing that's probably not translating well. Is when we're picturing even those of us that are we're from a rural area. We're to go food. These we're, people we're are pic- we're picturing these uh, are walking out of the restaurant eating it on the street. We're picturing a hot dog stand, we're two guys in a service truck. And they've got a foil-wrapped Italian beef yeah. that's dipped in yeah. a whole paper bag full of napkins. And, and it's, it's got to okay. make it 20 miles. It, and that's okay make for us. Two blocks, it depends what time they have to be back at work. Right. That's the whole hot dog stand. All of that. It's, it's lunch. And if you're coming there at dinner time, that's fine. It's 5 o'clock on your way home. But when they're talking about the fight, and I get the whole, I obviously. I love I, that. I know the whole kitchen thought. But I go, what a great idea. This is, a, like, this is such a different atmosphere and setup i'm thinking logistics of a restaurant right i'm thinking that this counter service what are you doing with that counter service what are you doing with with the hot plates with the steam table where you're keeping this beef hot that's simmering all day listen and you're either dipping it or you're half dipping it you're full dipping it you're going dry you got your sweet peppers your hot peppers your mozzarella cheese your provolone what are you doing with that when you're going risotto right risotto's got to be cooked fresh and it's not the same people, and, and you're it's not fine. taking risotto to go. If you do you, day and night, not. that's fine in the you restaurant. Can't. What I struggled with is we're talking fine dining here. I think they're doing five tables, five that, tables, but there still has to time be out. a waitress. Time out. And that's the name of the episode. We're talking fine dining. Here. No, they're they are. I found <laughs> I, it. I, I found like it. 
<laughs> I like that a lot. <laughs> now they they previewed what the next step would be, and maybe they are going to take that step into the logistics of a restaurant with front of house, back of house. Oh, for sure they are. Listen, and all of, which would be great. It's the escalation of a restaurant. So they're showing you the beginning, like what they can do right. in the middle of it. And I think if they do, I hope they do another season of it. I hope I, they I, drop I'm, all the family drama bullshit then. Just do I'm that sure they show. will. No, I'll listen, just watch that show. Listen, I'm sure they will. They're going to escalate this show to the point of being a fine dining restaurant. I think that's the that's point they, oh, of this sure. show. So the so, sous chef and the cousin. They're doing those two pe- actors make that show. This right. first right. season, My this opinion. first season is the, showing you the handyman. Uh, what's oh, his name? Yeah, he's great too. Yeah. He's a chef. Yeah. He uh, was brought um, he was brought in to be a food I watch him all the time on YouTube. He was brought in to be a food food consultant. Like, you know, that's uh, a little inaccurate. Mac Mick Maddie. Maddie Matheson. Maddie Matheson. Yeah. You're right. And Maddie they brought Matheson. him in to be like a consultant. No, he runs the show. He's a producer. But he his he was like quality control on accuracy. Yeah, and then he's so funny and he's, he's such a good interview my God. that they just found he's this ridiculous. character for him. And I think they're setting this up for him to be a much more main player in season he two. He should be, and I believe the show is setting itself up to create a new show. Like they're on an arc to create a show out of the bear. I disagree. No way. To be something better than that. I do. think what will happen out of this? No. They're going to the, be the kitchen drama, the kitchen dramedy, the kitchen comedy. It'll all stay that, there, no, but no, they're no, going to no, be no. a better I, show. But w- they're going to be a better what restaurant do you, other than say. waiting? What do you know? Waiting, yeah. Of from a kitchen no, We talked about yes, this at the and, time and, 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 and there, there's I'm, nothing. And it I don't was tried that's true. with the Bradley Cooper show, yes, Kitchen Confidential, Kitchen Confidential, which was like a Fox series that was... Which my which, mom remembers. She watched nope, that. I don't I, remember it, though. But but that was before streaming. It was before... It was like 2004. Uncensored. And I think if you did that show, you, you could bring Bradley Cooper back I, to play... If you had Bradley Cooper, Cooper... Cougar. Yeah, Bradley Cooper. Bradley yeah. Cooper on yeah. HBO Max in a Kitchen Confidential show, uncensored. Or on a Netflix show where they just say, do what you want, uncensored, Perfect. and make a Bourdain-inspired show. Listen, where, where I you think go they're already on that path. Of his Lehal experience with no, all of the people he writes about. I don't think he's the right his, actor. They're already I, on that path, David. They're already on that path no, what for this show. You and think they don't. This, you think this show is going to be that? This show is already on the path and of doing I, that. I think this is a stepping stone for some other creator to go. I agree. No, Bingo. I think this is I a get, stepping I bet stone. You there's four shows in development right now. I, this is a stepping stone. Fifty. Yeah, because that's how Hollywood works. You go, oh my gosh, look what they're doing. They made this show for nothing. Probably no budget. You don't budget. think this show was planned on anything else? No. I do. I absolutely believe what he's saying about the Anthony Bourdain show. Like You think they this thought, is building off of a show from 18 years ago? I do. I don't. 
I do. I think I absolutely the people believe. that failed that show no. 18 years ago, they what, knew what they were doing. Po- what's every popular show right now? It's a reboot of everything. And every movie, every show is a reboot. They're rebooting a no, food show this, right now. This one is kicking down the door and they'll fail. I honestly don't no. know where they're not going to be talking about right now because I, I don't, what you're saying doesn't make any sense, Jerry. Yes, it does. They're rebooting a food show that happened 18 years ago. They're making another show about... They're making the first show in 20 years about a kitchen. They're they're, making Shameless meets meets Top Chef. I think when they made this show, they thought Shameless. Yes. That's what they had in their head. They did not not have Anthony Bourdain in their head. Absolutely. But as an Anthony Bourdain, huge Anthony Bourdain fan, I myself see some parallels here and go for sure holy crap what could a really really good writer do with and you don't this, think this those base? really always, good writers think the same thing yeah like no, you're the only I, person that i think we're saying i think while we're talking now that there's probably a whole season written exactly oh. of the same show the bear no and that is what's going to create the show it's the bear minus all of the backstory you're gonna get you're gonna get the backstory through, and I think it works perfect in like a half hour or forty minute. Uh, Maybe very small because it's going to be quick. I don't think you're. I bet you the second nasty. episode of the bear. I bet you the second you're going to have a lot more season, of the personal relationship. The second and it's gonna season be of the bear, fiery stuff is more into the Anthony Bourdain scheme than you think. It, I bet it, you it, it was. I agree very with that. Well, much will be. My point is, there's going to be 50 other projects making the same shit. Well, and, of course they're going to. But without spur the FX umbrella, is what I'm talking about. Of course gonna they're going to spur yes. off of that. Not only that, but we're we're going to see uh, comedies. Yep, coming out based so, on kitchens. So you, making things off of one thing, like in branching out, is not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the bear producing a season and a show. That is the basis of what you guys are talking about. I think they will go that direction. Exactly. I'm but not talking about outbranching com- comedies and whatever I, I else can spawn saying. off this. Yeah, right. Like there can be a thousand shows that can spawn off of this for sure. But the basis of this show is going to be what we just talked about with Anthony Bourdain, like stemming. Stop handling that mic. A show. Is it? Is it? Yes. Yeah, it? it's you. I'm sorry. You don't need to handle it. It's nervous energy. It is. <laughs> um, what else we got? The bear. We, we didn't about finish bear. that whole thought. What? Well, like, that that was a complete side note based on Dirk, right? Nolan. Nolan. No, I think we did finish it. I think what we're saying, we're all saying the same thing. Is basically, we're just saying it in different ways. You're you're talking about the direction that the bear, the show is going to take. Correct. I agree. There's no doubt the direction that you're going to take. Yeah. Because they've had success. And that, that's and, and where that success is going to, it's a, it's the troubled chef. It's going to take the, the Anthony Bourdain story. Like the no and, reservation and take. Who has appreciation for that show. And in my direct experience, there's a lot of people that like that. I agree. And so what all the we're fo- saying, the foodie end of it, which is a different thing that we're saying. All we're saying is that, um, because of the success of the show, we're going to see a lot more Correct. Okay. food-based shows. That I agree with. That are going to range from I comedies thought, to dramas. I took it as and you everything guys, in between. And everything. And, you know, we already have uh, the biggest reality genre is dating and food. 
Okay, I'm sorry. I mean, I, so we already. I got took reality. that as like you were saying the bear was going to produce this one show that was like different than what it was. No, the bear isn't going to change. The bear is going to lean more into the troubled, smoking yeah. cigarettes. Uh, yes. Everything's falling apart. Chaotic world of the kitchen confidential. Of the kitchen life. And I think you could do a kitchen-based show that is, uh, you know, a studio comedy. Scrubs in a kitchen. I would you know love what? that. Uh, cam two two broke girls is in the kitchen, and they do use some of the but it's a that's the a sexual uh, harassment tropes and some of that. It's a multi cam show. I'm saying you can do it as a single cam, like uh, oh, like two broke girls meets Scrubs yeah. meets The Office. Exactly. Yeah, I think Something that one is it, that was almost too easy to write. Absolutely, because it leaves the room. Okay, so this is but you could also sitcoms do, have to be a certain way. Right, but single cams like Scrubs leaves breath for severe drama to happen. It leaves the tear jerking moments like the Goldbergs. Right, you can have a comedy, and at the end, you can have the voiceover speech with the tear jerker. That Scrubs started that, and the Goldbergs is doing it now. Why are you doing that? <laughs> like you're the guy that's talking. That's why we need to see you. No cameras. I can't believe we don't have another camera. All right, let's talk about another show because we covered that. So, oh, yeah. Nolan. No, I wanted he had to point big... out the first shot of the show of the bear in the cage is representative of his ambition. At the Italian beef place I worked at, we definitely didn't have risotto. Counter service, sandwiches, wrap. Wrapped in foil. Yeah. No, I mean, there's no doubt that's what it is. It's Boz's. Yeah, it's Boz's. Yeah. But without I'm, I'm the bristling. nachos and without the... I'm bristling against Boz's because I think Boz's is the suburban version. There's a hundred versions. No, man, they've been around so, for a long no, time. No, listen. There, there's a hundred versions probably in the city. Listen, or I was in up in Cicero Ro- or the direct. Summer. I was in somewhere closer, right? That was, are probably somebody would go. Boz, Boz. <clears throat> time because out. Because Boz's has boiled hot dogs, and I bet if you'd go to one of those, most of them have gone to the all beef. Yeah, the traditional. I went to Vienna, a restaurant that dogs. was in an old gas station in Cicero just last week. It was called Godfather's, and it's an old Italian deli, and they were. Cutting meat. It was literally like a gas station that looked run down. You, I mean, it looked dilapidated. Nobody would want to go there. And we stopped there, me and the guy that I work with, my mechanic. We went there, and we saw that it was an Italian deli, and I was like, man, I want an Italian beef. Like, let's try this place. So we pulled in, and they were, like, hand-slicing beef behind the counter, like, talking to us. While they're slicing beef. And I said, I just want an Italian beef. They had nothing on the boards, like nothing around them. Nothing like put up about what you can order. And we said, what can we get? And they're like, Give me you the got beef. Italian beef. Combo. Yeah. The combo. The, like they started rattling all this stuff off. I said, I just want an Italian beef. All right. How long? Eight, nine inch. Six inch, twelve inch. They start the inch. They sell it by the inch. They do. And I was like, I'll take a nine inch. All right. 
You want chips or fries? He said, I'll take chips. And then the guy next to me ordered, and they gave me a beef with hot jardinere. Was it homemade? That I've never had in my life. I've never had anything like this in my life. Was it homemade? Yeah. All of it was in the house. In house. I'm talking about the jardinere. Yes. It was, it was you it think was, it was home it was homemade? They told me it was homemade. They said everything is made in house. That's God, cool. That's the bear. It was Godfathers. Now the only in thing, Romeoville. The only thing I would change about that is when you walk into a place like that, you say I didn't I was so what set I, back. I was like, I don't know what to do. What I would say is what do I need? What should I order here? You're right. Especially me. I look like a guy that can enjoy an Italian beef. You look like a guy that's can enjoy Italian than. beef. Right. And you just say, What do I need? What what's what's good here? And sometimes they tell you something and you go, Well, that's dumb. That's dumb. I don't and then you that. you'd order whatever you want, but if he's like, Hey, we're known for our Italian eros or you know, whatever, you know, you say, Okay, I'll take Give one. me that. Yep, give me one of those. Yeah, I'm the I'm the same way. Yeah, you completely agree. You gotta read the room though. There's some places you go to you don't if it's a waitress that just works there, no, you I, let it I, go. I completely agree. You know, so the guy slicing, but if the lady looks like, if she looks like she's been there she for thirty five the, years, she is the mother of the guy behind the bar. Then, right. you, then you ask her. Yeah, you ask her. She, it's probably her recipe. Yeah, but if it's an eighteen year old, that's <clears throat> yeah, just correct. like I'm I just like the here chicken to, fingers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you don't do that. <laughs> so at the time, there was only one man. Standing behind the bar, slicing beef. How old? And I said, "How old?" Ah, uh, he was probably in his twenties. Okay, I was hoping you were going to say like I don't know, sixty-eight. No, he like, was young. Do whatever he wants. <laughs> no, he was young. So it gave me a little hesitation. I was like, "What do I want?" He's like, "You want the beef?" I said, "What kind of beef?" That's just because he hadn't sliced the turkey. He's yet. like, there's a lot of types. But a of lot beef. of those places are like high school standards, right? So, like the place has been around forever. High school kids go work there, like Corleone's, which I've heard is uh, possibly closing. No, really? Mm-hmm. No, not gonna happen. That's, That's the only heard. place around here I thought would not be uh, two places around here I thought would be triple D worthy. Yeah, it's not gonna happen. Corleone's and Leonor. What's triple D worthy? Diners, drive-ins, and dives. Oh, Diners, yeah, drive-ins, yeah, yeah. And you know, place to be featured on Come TV. Come on. Who are you? It's not always about pure quality and, you know, u- uniqueness of the food. Sometimes it's just... Community. And the atmosphere. It is and the, all about community. Yeah. yeah. It's and nostalgia all about, and uh, the whole story, the whole it's thing. It's getting your community around you. Man, that place is at high, has hired high school kids since it opened. Same with Dwight Dairy Queen. Yeah, and those are two of my favorite establishments in the area. Now, if that place were to close, and you wanted to go with your 18th venture in life, well, I have a restaurant. Oh, I'd I'd be part of a Corleone's. I don't want to run it, but I would invest because that place is a staple. I mean, I have a restaurant right now. You can you can run it. I want no part of it. Um. All right. Next song. Next song. What are we talking about? What a else song? have you been watching? You talked about Better Call Saul. You got anything on our list? You got anything that would possibly be on our list? Well, I've been rewatching It's Always Sunny. 
Oh man, I've been all over that. Um, mostly you, because yeah, of our you, conversations. No, actually, we had no conversation. We could talk about this because no. um, I recently got you on to a new venture in your life. What the? It's always sunny podcast. It's always sunny, which podcast. is why I've been starting to rewatch it. Yes. But I can't find a place, that, and I have most of them, but I can't find a place to just go and get every episode of Sunny. I have no idea. Uh, yeah, it's randomly and, on. So it's like, it's like the office with Pam and Angela from the office. Yeah, it's so weird. They it's, watch an episode, then they talk about it. And that's they, what Sunny has been doing with everything. With Glenn and, and Charlie and Rob. Rob, Rob Mac Henry. Mac Henry. Have, have you, you been walking? Have uh, you seen Rexum? Welcome to Rexum. No. Oh my god! I've heard it's great. I also, my mom watches it. You don't I also watch didn't it? watch no. uh, Glenn Can, Howerton in wait, what was his science bio? I didn't watch that. It's great. I'm. I'm. It's mind good. Blowing. Same talk? character. Yeah, I don't like him. You as don't as like a, him in AP Bio either. I also don't like him as a podcast guy. Oh, I don't. He's yeah. the worst. And Charlie Day. Is so approachable Who and we friendly, about? and Glenn Howerton is just Glenn Howerton. He, oh, he's he not is good. Dennis. He's not good. That is their that, Dennis and Glenn are the same person. I, Charlie and they're all the same. Yeah, well, but, not Mac and but, Rob. But no, Rob, Rob and Mac yeah, are but, the same. But, but Charlie he's the is only char- one the that lovable. Can, Charlie, but smarter, way smarter, and that's relatable. Yes, yes. Glenn Howerton and Dennis. Dennis are the same person. Dead on. And when you he say, is so yeah, but Glenn's more, e- or, uh, but but Dennis is more evil, you're like, eh, no, really, Glenn no. is worse yeah, it, than, it, it's, he's int- a weird guy. The anyway, interesting I'm, I'm part, just really getting you guys off He's track a weird here. guy. The interesting part of that whole situation is Charlie Day took off way early as being way more famous movie star type thing. But um, Rob started all of it. But Rob got in, and Rob and Glenn got more into the production aspect of making these shows, like uh, Mindy Project and some of these other, lot, lots of shows that they, uh, I mean, Rob's got uh, uh, Mythic Quest. They're, they got dozens of shows under each one of them. Was he right. the one with... Uh, As writers and producers. Crazy Pixie Dream Girl. Uh, yeah, Rob McElhaney has done... Uh, new girl stuff. Yeah, yeah. No, I know who you're talking about. Um, was he part of that? That's Mindy. No, Kaling. That's uh, Office. That's uh, yeah. Mindy Kaling was yeah, part Mindy of Kaling the Office. Is a huge creator though. She was but at the Mini Project. Is there, was is she? There, is there some crossover there? I don't think the, there into is. New with, Girl. I don't think so. There is with New Girl, but there's not New, new Girl and Off, but nothing with it's all no. setting. Mindy Kaling did. The Office, New Girl, and then it's Mindy or Mindy, it's the Mindy, Mindy Project. The Mindy Project. Sorry, yeah. you said that she but didn't then. do New Girl though. She didn't make New Girl. She didn't make New Girl. No, absolutely. She not. didn't make it, but she was a part of it, right? I don't think so. Uh, New Girl was Liz Merriweather, and she made some other shows that you have heard of. Wait, didn't you come Single here Parents and as a fact checker? Yeah, she made Single Parents, which was actually what are also... What doing? Single Parents was a really good show. And uh, The Dropout. Listen. And Bless This If mess. I have to continuously go to Chris, 
For fact checking? You're right. I'll, I'll own it. Why are you here? I want you here. I think uh, Glenn Howerton was involved with Mindy Kaling in the Mindy Project. Okay. Because he's in it. He's in that. He's credited as one of the writers, I believe, or creators okay. or something. He's way too rich to be a writer. So yeah. might be a creator. He's very rich. It's funny. That, that was part of the podcast I was listening to today. Is they are they're, all they're, they're very worth. rich. Yes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, Rob McElhenney is probably, He's as, a, as a creator, probably... The most successful, I would say. But he's the worst actor. I know he's pretty good I in Mythic Quest. Him. Mythic Quest is a good show. I I've heard him talking about it. I've never looked into it. Oh my gosh, that's a, so good. Amazon or Apple? It's Apple. Apple. Um, he's okay. so good. Moving on. It's always sunny podcast. But what that was bringing me into is podcasting. You've been at the forefront of our podcast since the beginning. And before that, I don't know that you knew what a podcast was. Uh, maybe I did, but I never listened to one. Yeah. So this now, is the only reason that I've I listened to. Podcasts. You mentioned uh, ten podcasts that you five I'll, podcasts that you listen you to. I want to hear them? about them. I want to hear if I've heard of them, if I've watched them, the whole thing. Rogan is one of the first ones that I looked into because there were so many, and I could cherry pick. I will say right now, we can stop and talk about that for a second. Two hours and eight minutes. It's fine. Um, everybody knows that I'm a Rogan fan, but he has been nailing it with the guests recently. He's had some phenomenal guests. He had Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah, I listened. That was a good podcast. Um, yeah. What are you Aaron holding Rogers. your hands over there for? Aaron Rodgers. Because we're over time. Who cares? Who tells us what to do? We haven't recorded <laughs> in two months, Jerry. It's well, true. you care what I do. So if you want to hear my library... That's why they do right. that. I'm in the middle of Tim Dillon right now. Oh, Tim Dillon's one of the best podcasts. Whether you agree with him or not, and I hope you don't, he's a great uh, guest on a podcast. Oh, yeah, I like him. Louis C.K. was on there. He hasn't been on there. Um, Protect Our Parks is back. They're always, that's always that's the great. the fifth one. That's uh, Ari Shafir and. Uh, There's three of them. Uh, what's the guy? Mark Norman. And then stop uh, fucking around with that. Uh, Shane Gillis, Shane Gillis, it was yes. awesome. Nate Garbot, Nate Bargatze was on it. He's yep. my favorite. Yep. Seeing up right now, yep. working today. Listen to every, every time. It, it wasn't a great podcast. A while ago, you told me you didn't like when he had the comedians on. You preferred when he had other people, scientists, on. yeah, and stuff like that. Yes, and I prefer when he has comedians on. Well, because I've gotten really into you know. Not necessarily watching stand-up comedy. Depends on the comedian, right? So Nate Bargassi yeah, is it, one of my favorites. Louis C.K. is one of my favorites. Um, when he has, um, you know, uh, Tom Segura. 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 Who's my <laughs> yeah, favorite comedian of all time. The he's in my top five, I mean, and he's gaining ground I by the day. I love Tom Segura. He's and, the and, best uh, comedian that we know. Oh, Tom Segura is he's so great. so good. And there's more. There's. Um, I'm trying to think of. Burt Kreischer. He's okay. He's okay. I, I, I get annoyed. Christina P., who is Tom Segura's She's wife. Great. She's, She's yes. great. Um, yeah. Theo Vaughn. Theo Vaughn. In my top. I love it. Two. Maybe Andrew Schultz. I'm a huge Andrew fan Schultz. of Andrew yep. Schultz. Yep. Yes. Yep. Andrew Schultz will 
Okay, but Andrew Vaughn. Theo, Theo Vaughn. Theo Vaughn. So if if you want to hear Better. my uh, my library. Yes, let's hear it. It is. It's always sunny. Uh, Time Suck with Dan Cummings. I've not it, heard that one. Dan Cummings, do you know him? No. Uh, you would know a couple of his acts, I bet, if you listen to it, or his bits. He's a comedian, and he just dives into a subject and does a mon- it, He reads. I mean, it's, it's basically reading. He does research, and then he does his own commentary while he's reading it. It can be a little dry and hard to focus, but if you really need to kill like three or four hours, it's great. And then uh, the Hence honeydew. The name. Yeah, right. That's exactly <laughs> right. what it is. The honeydew with Ryan Sickler. No, I've not learned. He has that. the best laugh in comedy. And look up Ryan Sickler. He's great. He does like a origin story on all of his comedian friends. It's almost always comedians. And he'll bring you in and then just interview for an hour to an hour and a half. I love that. I love origin stories for anybody. And he, he's very uh, thoughtful. And he'll ask you, why, you know, why do you think you're like this? Then I have, When we started the podcast, I tried to do origin stories. That's <laughs> And uh, Jerry shut me down on that. Uh, Burt Cast, which is Burt Kreischer. Yes. Because he's been doing it for 10 years. Uh, and his guests are great. Two Bears, One Cave is probably my favorite. That's great. That's yeah. Segura and Kreischer. That's a recent ad for me. I've it, only it, listened to like two or three I've, episodes. I've listened it. to every single episode. Oh, wow. I went back and just listened to everyone. This past weekend with Theo Vaughn, uh, that was... This past weekend is... I love that, it, but it's. I feel like it's very hit or miss. I don't, it, it is. I don't it, like all I of have them. to select... No, I have to be weeks. in the. I have to be in the right place for sure because it, he's exhausting. It's so he's, exhausting. He's so funny and he's so awesome. It's certainly and weeks the reason what makes him life. such a great stand-up. He can be with the funniest, most talented stand-ups in the world, it's and they so and they don't know how to take him. No, no right? They don't they don't know when he's screwing with them? And I've never heard him really. I don't be, think he's screwing with them. He doesn't no, no. know how to be. No, it's off. all he. He's one of those guys. Yes, he's one of those guys. I guarantee there is a switch. I agree. And he just has never shut it. Like off. the the switch you can't that he talk has to him when and he clicks with some of those one liners. And you're I like, don't. I thought we were our guards were down. It d- and, yeah, and he goes. I grew up with this guy, and every, and the guys as that know him. As soon as you think yeah, the guard is down. is really good with him. He goes, yeah. And then he he says whatever guy. He starts grew, saying, like, oh, I, grew, I, I grew up I, with. Yeah, we grew up with this kid. He was a mental. No, oh, it's, oh, there, it's, it could be anything. Like, but the guys that what? know how to handle him, and there's only saying? been a few. The mental. They, they'll, it's, he's a, the classic guy that you can't survive around without doing yes and. And he'll say, right. we grew up with this guy and this, and you just have to keep going. I can't imagine him with Schultz. I haven't heard him together. But oh, no, they've Schultz been together. Schultz is so fast-talking. and uh, Well, that he can Theo's break. so slow. He can break him. You he can break he, him because you think he fires slow. back at him. Yeah. And then Theo starts to giggle, and you know he broke him. You can't break him by saying, I think you're lying. Because right. he'll just keep going. Schultz, like, Schultz can break him because Theo says... Whatever you know, we grew up with this guy one time. We called him this because he did this. And Andrew Schultz like, oh yeah, we knew this guy, and he'll tell the same story or a similar one. And then Theo goes, uh, 
and he starts to giggle because it breaks him because he beat him to the punch. Gotcha. Now a Rogan guy. Sometimes Rogan doesn't the story get jokes. so much. No, Rogan. I don't know that Rogan gets Theo Vaughn's jokes. I think he, he doesn't at his word. He does that a lot to a lot of comedians. He's like, what do you mean by that? And the, sometimes you hear, hear a comedian go, like, I told a joke. You're supposed to go along Laugh with it. At that. Not he doesn't challenge. Does. Oh yeah, but I think he actually Rogan, Rogan's has a thing, terrible sense of humor. For no, 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 no. Rogan's thing is like, but it's not funny. No. I don't because agree with that. If he, he doesn't up, believe he doesn't believe you should rely on me for he, you to be Rogan funny. If Rogan gets a person on there who's trying to be funny that's not funny, he'll challenge him. It's a fucking vacuum in that room. Yeah. And he sucks all the energy and he goes, "What do you what? What do you mean by that?" What I would agree that? with that, but except for Theo Vaughn. Because no, he, he loves did Theo. that. Yeah, he doesn't He did that for Theo Vaughn. And Theo keeps Driving on the same subject but, that he was but talking also about. Theo's very insecure, and he doesn't ever challenge no, Joe. Absolutely, he doesn't and challenge him, but he changes the concept. But sometimes Theo and stays makes this it far funny. above one of his guests, and he just he just stays. And the guest eventually has to give in, and he knows Joe's not going to give in. I, I don't love- feel that way. I feel like Theo has overtaken Joe on many. Many. No. So jokes. anyway, I'm trying to Many find this jokes. episode, but right. I listened to some Theo Vaughn recently where he interviewed somebody a little more. Oh, he had Joe Rogan and Bobby Lee on recently. Well, see, he had Joe Rogan on, but it was right after he was on Joe Rogan. Gotcha. And they what they did is they finished the Rogan podcast. Okay. And then they filmed the Theo podcast in right. the same studio at the same time. Okay. But he That's recently how, I had to both of them. somebody. Yeah. He and Bobby Lee are, are buddies. Oh, I, I love all watching buddies. them together. Uh, him. And they're both lunatics. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. All of them are buddies and lunatics. I love, not, the not, same yeah. I love Theo and David Spade. Cause they're like legit best friends. Yes. That's amazing. Um, and, and David Spade does not ever challenge. They just kind of go. Oh, back it's and just forth. silly back and forth. I love Kyle Dunnigan Cause he's, Yep. Just as ridiculous. Yeah, uh, I can't find the exact episode, but he interviewed a couple people on his show that were like serious people. They weren't comedians. Yeah, one guy cleaned up like dead bodies in crime scenes. So we're no two what? hours and seventeen. It's minutes. fine. Don't worry about it. This was somebody like famous. Um, well, this week was Tony Kanan, who is an open wheel race car driver. It was somebody that it, that it was just going. He was going. Jimmy at John. Him. It he was interviewed, Jim, it he was interviewed Jimmy, Jimmy John, John. I think that actually was a great interview. It was asked, a good. It was a good. He talk. asked great questions. Yeah, and and Jimmy had been to his place up in Wisconsin that I used to work at. Well, they talked about it on the show. Well, and then after that podcast aired, uh, Theo came back and was interviewing with somebody, and he was talking about going to the day or like the adult summer camp. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. With, and he was fishing with Emeril Lagasse. Yeah. And you don't know if he's telling the truth. No, he was there, I'm sure. I'm sure because... But after he said it a couple times, I'm like, oh, no, he's telling the truth. I think he said on Jimmy's podcast, he said he went up to his place in Wisconsin to the camp. I, That's where be. I work. I, well, because, how uh, I'm, I knew you and Nick worked there. And how I'm remembering it is he had Jimmy John on. Jimmy John invited him to this thing. And then it was like a month later, he brings another guest down. And he's like, what do you... I think it was Rogan. He said, what are you doing? He goes, oh, you know, I was at this adult summer camp, went fishing with Emerald Gassi. And when a guy like him says it, 
Yeah. You go. Yeah, but I know that, that Jimmy and Emerald are buddies. And when I was worked there, uh, the Papa John's guy would, would come up. Um, they were buddies. And um, the guy that owned Famous Dave's, they were all buddies. They'd come up there. <laughs> Famous Dave's. Uh, they went broke. Famous Dave's went broke. Jimmy bought, like, gave him all the money. Like, bought, like, 70% of the shares. Of Famous Dave's. Yeah. And. Uh, but now he also isn't in control of Jimmy John's, right? No, he sold it. He's well, at least part of it, or no, he sold all of it. Sold 100%, all of it. Yeah, sold it. Um, yeah, took his cool several billion dollars. And yeah, walked on down the road. Interesting though. Uh, yeah, when we were there, I don't know. I mean, that that was a party place back then. I don't know if they can. They, there's no way. Listen to the Jimmy on Theo's podcast. Did he still party in the way he partied when I worked there? He seemed a little more reserved. Anyway, really. Next podcast. No, we have nothing. No, he's listening his podcast. Oh, we'll go back to it. Will you stop obsessing about time? So I had it's two hours uh, and twenty minutes. So jo- what, Joey Diaz? So what if it's three hours? What's the four hours? Who cares? We don't do that. Why does it matter? Okay. Rogan does four-hour podcasts. All right. So I did Joey Diaz, and then uh, Beyond the Ring, which is a livestock podcast with... Uh, That's not for me. Not for you. And then The Office Ladies, which I watched like five episodes, and I, or oh. listened to it, and I I've quit. seen some uh, TikTok clips of that. It looks pretty good. It, it would be great if, that, if I was still as obsessed with The Office as I was right. five or That's eight years ago. Part. I don't... So I, I, I recently I've watched and rewatched, and I, I'm not to the point where with Sonny right now I could go back to the beginning and rewatch it. So I did a full Office rewatch about three years ago. I probably did it five or six, yeah. and I loved it. It's and, great. And then I rolled right into Parks and Rec, and did that. I one didn't too. do that, yeah. but I love Parks and Rec. But um, Parks and Rec never had the gravitas that the Office had emotionally in some aspects. However. Um, I think there's peaks at, at Parks and Recs that peak higher than The Office did. It, the, the world, I think we've talked about this when we did our top TV shows, and I was texting you back and forth. The Office had an opportunity to build this. No, actually, what The Office did in a smaller world was more powerful than Parks and Rec. Parks and Rec built this huge universe of an entire city instead of this one office building. Right. And it just didn't feel as tight and powerful. Like you said, the moments were probably funnier, more powerful. Some of the stuff was just absolutely hysterical. But you didn't have the repeat interactions between similar people. And you, you didn't build the The character depth just wasn't as intense. I would agree with the character depth, but they nailed it with casting on Parks and Rec. I oh, mean, they. I love, I love Parks and Rec. They nailed it with. Love uh, it. I mean, they discovered the biggest movie star in the world right now. So yeah, absolutely right. And um, see, in what a, you would never have Parks and Rec without The Office. Absolutely, and not. most people Correct. that love Parks and Rec, like you, love it too, Jerry. Absolutely, and I loved it. Um, the only reason I was there on day one, for sure, was the was office because of, no doubt because yeah. it was complete. This is what we were talking about with the bear. Is it? The office opened a gateway, and then Parks and Rec just went 
boom, and a lot just of, exploded yeah. through the gateway. But a lot of other um, there, oh, mockumentaries there, came out during that time. Yeah. There's tons. Well, just yeah, the but they all stemmed off still of coming. one season. The one that hit one me thing. The one that hit me the hardest was Parks and it was the first. Right. So that's what I was saying with the bear is what is out of the fifty pitches that are going on right now and the five pilots that are being shot. Yeah, there's going to be is, other good stuff. What's the one that's sure. going to hit us so hard and be this next big thing? But it all stems off of one yeah. show that and I, came That's out. what I'm saying is I yeah. think the bear could be this for a genre. The interesting Correct. thing about the bear is, though, I mean, I'm not giving credit to Kitchen Confidential. Um, the bear is but you kind should. of like... I shouldn't, though, because it was a failed show that didn't even make a season. 18 years ago. 18 years ago. Um, the bear is kind of the first coming through the gate. The office wasn't. So it was based on a British show, and it was based right. on a long history of mockumentaries going back to, like, This is Spinal Tap, yeah. uh, A Mighty Wind, right. uh, the, do- yeah, right uh, the dog that. one. Uh, that's They were just successful at it. Like yeah, they the were office they weren't was, movies. They it was the first series maybe. No, I know, but like the office was just successful. Like very successful with an American audience. Yeah. I think those other shows were time. too, but they were movies, so it was different. They weren't shows. They weren't a day to day like right. you didn't have the time Thursday to get show. Interested in, in You did with the British office though. Not as Not, much character depth as the American office. Right. But yeah. But it did. I mean, it, it helped set the table. It did set the table. It was I mean, a completely different see, show. For but sure. It's yeah. the only thing that's it, no, it all the table. Goes, it all harkens back to Ricky Gervais. He started it all, but he started it based on this right. is Spinal Tap and. Of course. Um, you know, those things. I mean, that's what it all came from, right? right. It was a. Uh, right. Eugene Levy and fucking uh, Chris. Right. What's his name? And all those guys. Anyway, go ahead. Your mom's house. That's that's that the is second. Tom and Christina, right? Yep. Victor just wife. said uh, two bears, one cave is the best podcast. I I won't disagree with that. I won't I very disagree nev- with that. It's very clippable. Oh, I never. Oh, it's only clippable. Tom Segura is such a genius, and he, he found the perfect guy yep. to riff off of. And Burt Kreischer, that's, you don't have to love him. But no, he's, I don't. He's he's a marketing and comic genius. I'm not saying his jokes are the funniest. I'm I not don't even love saying Bert. I like. I don't like watching his stand up. No, it's terrible. But he's such a good self promoter, yeah. and he's so good at being in on the bit that he sets Tom Segura up for being the the funniest guy in podcasting. He, he does the Tom same thing Segura, with Rogan and everybody. Yeah. No, everybody. Tom have you, Segura. Have you is, seen the thing where oh, where he's drinking Kool Aid in the morning? Oh, oh yeah, my God! That's maybe <laughs> the my gallon of. That yes, is a great the bit. one gallon. He, of... he plays into that so well. Yes, to allow Tom Segura to make fun of him. Did you? And see he's that? playing like into his stereotypes. It's, I feel it's so like it's perfect. written. It's almost written. It but almost th- that's. I think that's what I'm saying is what, especially once you listen to like uh, they Bert get Kreischer. into the podcast and they're like Tom is so submissive, submissive and like but the, redacted no. from. Anything Bert is doing, but that's and then why Bert comes forward and says, "I'm doing all yeah. of these." Bert things. is the ridiculous one. Yeah, but that's why they look got, at what I'm doing. See, uh, your mom's house was successful, and Bertcast was successful, separate. Yeah, and they combined. They were well, successful actually, because of one thing. 
No, actually, Bert cast uh, the first episode. Tom Segura said, "You want to start a podcast? Here's Joey Diaz." Yeah, and here's Tom Segura, and here's your dad, or something. It was like three or four people in his kitchen or den or something at a holiday. And he said, "Now you have a podcast," and it was terrible. It sounded. It makes this where you're throwing me in because I barged in an hour what do you into mean your podcast. This, this sound professional sound the most up, you mean? Per, yeah. the most professional. We have a really it's good like, sound system. It's like they you. had a laptop sitting out, folded open, and they're all talking over it. Yeah, but it's hysterical. They do. But Tom Segura knew. This guy knows everything about himself that Tom thinks is funny. Yeah. And and he they both know it. And they don't script it, but when something comes up naturally in conversation, Bert knows when to go in hard about something that he thinks I'll give you the perfect example. I'll give you okay. that. Bert, Kool-Aid. Kool-Aid's a good one. I get yeah. another one that I just watched today. That's why it's fresh in my mind. Uh, I don't know how long it I don't know when it was on the podcast, but um, it's two bears, one cave. Setup. All right. Bert comes up with a setup. He asked Tom. He says, Desert Island, your shipwreck there with Jennifer Aniston. Yeah. How long would it how take long until would it how take? Long, yeah. So he sets up the scenario and lets Tom go first. How and long Tom, would it take until she's attracted to you? Yep. And, and how long until you try? Yeah. Okay. So he he he, uh, he sets it up to Tom first. So he sets up the situation. Knows exactly what's going to happen. Yes. Tom straight man's the situation. In a hilarious way, though, and says the whole thing about like I gotta do this a month in. I gotta you gotta, gotta work it. You, we, we gotta, gotta survive. Will, we gotta survive. You gotta, yep. And then it comes back. Well, what do you think? One day, but the way he says it, you know, you can make it one day, and that's the till, joke. Till he's made no, but the other punchline in that is he goes, Tom, how long do you think it would take till she's attracted to people like us? Long time. <laughs> and that, that's it. Yeah, and that's like the, that could is be it, the punchline. So it's there, there's a perfect that setup. Us, but the, oh, yeah. But the, the point is, I feel there, like that's us. It, but like Jerry, you're the, the Tom, the, and I'm the. But the point, Bert. the point is, they are both professional comedians that do this for a living. They don't have I've done high trees and Harford Farms time. and Army Corps of Ninja, whatever you are. Yeah, I fake all of that. <laughs> but you, yeah, correct. <laughs> But that's they, why I feel like I'm the bird. No, they they are, work they are professionals that. that are also best friends. Yeah. So they're putting work Wait, into that routine. And they're, Wait, and they're making millions off I of that understand podcast that. and advertising. Oh, but, fuck yeah. Oh, those guys, those Our guys, what they do. entire lives have been based off of this. Yep. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I, I don't understand where the... We're like, well, we're, just we're, not, we're diverse. Not, we're not as funny. You're not professional comedians. Yeah, exactly. The these only have, reason. These guys have 25 years of professional now, comedian experience. No, the now, only and, reason and they the people, have that is the, because. And the 25 people that know you best that consume this on the regular aren't other professional comedians. Correct. So what they've done is they've taken their ability to be funny and to love each other. And entertain not only all of the other professional comedians, but also their millions and millions of fans, and then monetize it yeah. by advertising and doing right. this weekly podcast. The difference is they get to spend their whole days being ridiculous. No, and we have for to money. Like actually have a job. Yeah, and we get to do it for two hours a they, couple times a month. Maybe. And they've also, how, how long have you been doing this? Since 2018. Four years? 2018. Yeah. 
Four years. Four years. November of they, 2018. They've both been professional comedians for 15 to 20 years. Yeah. And got into podcasting after. After they were already had a name. 10 right. to 15 years. Yeah. So they were polished. They were friends. They had a huge following. I'm just saying the dynamic so about, is the same. I, I, would, like, I would agree with a much tinier, more condensed audience. Yeah, but I want it to be big like that. Yeah. We, like, I so feel like all, yeah, right. Chris is the Tom. Above me Vic, being the Burt. Vic Rexroad has an interesting comment. Van Wilder is Burt Kreischer's college life story that he sold to Oliver Stone. That's absolutely true. There, That's true. There That's was insane a to me. there was a story of and Victor, you you could help me out. That's Van Wilder. It was in the New York Times. There was a newspaper writer that came to Florida State in 1997, where Burt Kreischer was a student, and. They, they wanted to do a story on the number one party school in the United States of America. And instead, yep. everybody kept directing them towards Bert, who was a seventh year senior or something like that. So that started the whole thing. And he, and he, be- I thought that was an act. No, no, no not an act. No, no. He no. became, it, it ended up being a story on the top partier, the college party was- in the U.S. And it became a, a feature story on Bert Kreischer. And that in Rolling Stone, Rolling Stone magazine. You're right, Rolling I said, Stone. Yeah, Rolling Stone, that. and that became how he was kind of discovered. But that story and the life of Burt Kreischer was sold. So, and it became Van Wilder. So it wow, was that's hit, a great movie too. Va, yeah. Van, yes, absolutely. So Van Wilder and him being portrayed in Rolling Stone, and then. Him doing a comedy tour after that. Well, as, he he ended up he ended up moving to New York. No, he went to Russia. No, no, this is after that. Russia was long after that. He moved to no. New York, but he ended up getting discovered by Will Smith. He became the machine when he went to Russia. No, but actually, that, Vic said he, after that he got a contract with the Travel Channel for Bert the Conqueror show. Bert the so, Conqueror came so after now, the whole machine thing. He was Bert the Conqueror, and uh, he also had a show called Hurt Bert. Yeah, oh yeah. And Hurt he also Bert. had a sh- show called uh, I forget. It was a like a vacation show where he took yeah. a couple out. Yes, and they screwed with him. But the first thing he did after he was discovered, after he had the story written, is he he moved to New York, and then he ended up in Boston. But he was discovered by. Will Smith and Will, all the Hollywood stuff came after he was discovered by Will Smith. I, I didn't he know sold, anything he sold his, about. He Will sold Smith. his story to be the Van Wilder thing. Speaking of Will Smith, I knew that he was, before he was a stand-up. No, if I he knew was that. a successful stand-up. He wouldn't have sold. But I thought he sold the rights to his life story. But the rights of his life story is what set up Bert the Machine, and that's no. why he. Is a comedian with no shirt on. Let's just say Vic said the, the machine is what exploded his comedy career. Yeah, that into the stratosphere when a classmate commented that the story is one hundred percent true. And he and, and consistent. And one of his other comedic, it might have been Rogan. In all of his, somebody comedian, heard him tell the story like in the green room and said, "Well, Rogan has commented before that you should he tell heard that him on, every you time tell he, that on stage. He was already he, a stand-up comedian, but he never told that story yeah. on stage. And he said you should tell that on stage. And he went on stage and told it. And now he tells it every every time single time. And I don't know that I've ever actually heard it all the way through. It's funny. It is funny. Um. 
the machine. So speaking of Will Smith, did you hear the news recently? Jerry, it doesn't matter. When are we gonna end? It doesn't matter. Whenever we're done. Thirty five minutes. When we're done. No, there has to be a portion where it's Patreon and when it's us. Why? Because we've always done that. What way. rule? Well, Pam Kruger Seed and Top is now watching, so you guys better continue. Yeah, what rule are you basing this off? We've of? always had a rule. We are the master of our own domains, Jerry. I'm the master of this domain, Christopher. Master of puppets. And I can stop this recording whenever. I, okay. I need to pee. <laughs> Will Smith. Well, you can wait a second. Will Smith story we're talking about right now chris rock and uh i don't like will smith nobody likes will smith well why you bring him up chris rock and uh dave Chappelle recently on tour together finally talked about the will smith situation did you say to dave Chappelle and chris rock yeah it seems sickening what are you talking about will smith i don't like him i'm not talking about that i'm talking about Dave Chappelle and it's Chris Rock. all divisive of Will Smith. Go ahead. They talked about it. Okay. And? I thought it was interesting. Basically, Chris Rock came out and said, like, basically called him out, called him a bitch. Dave Chappelle came out and be like, listen, this is how he grew up in West Philadelphia, born, born and, raised. and raised. Like, this is how he came up. The last 30 years have just been fake. He's like, and Dave Chappelle said, I'm glad he peeled back his real face. I'm glad we can, I hope we can see more of that. I thought that was a really interesting comment to make. I think Dave Chappelle is one of like the smartest, not just one of the best comedians. I just think his take on everything is generally always about perfect. No, Dave Chappelle, I would agree with that. I can't. I agree that Dave Chappelle is on the platform of being real. Like he's so done with being fake Hollywood, this guy that you need to look at. I completely agree with it. Dave Chappelle came out after his like hiatus where everybody thought he would like disappear to Africa or wherever he went. He's like, no, listen, like I just didn't want the Hollywood bullshit. And he said that. Like, I don't want that. Yeah. And he's continued that platform since then, and he's built a really great, like, following since then, and I agree with everything he says. So if he's saying, like, you know, Will Smith is on the same platform as me. Yeah. Like, he doesn't want to agree with what's going on. Also, I agree with, like, he could have done it. Differently. Could have done what? Like, don't get up on a Hollywood platform and slap a guy. Yeah. I mean. Don't do that. Like, do it on a different platform. All right. Here's the deal. Like, if you're going to support a guy. Victor's telling us we're going off the rails. Let's take it to Patreon. Support a guy a little different way. Take it to Patreon? I guess. Let's take it to Patreon. Here's the deal. Next week, we didn't get to a lot of stuff. We're going to be talking about reviewing Thor Love and Thunder. Oh, boy. Lock and Key. 
Sandman. Sandman. Rings of Power. House of the Dragon. Or House of Dragon. House of Dragon. What's it called? House of Dragon. The Orville. One of, of the things, things is not things. like the other. We're going to review all of that shit next week on this show, Thursday night or Friday night. Some one of those two nights. Thursday, Thursday probably. And we are going to dig deep into the contra- huge controversies, two controversies in general: Sandman and Amazon's Lord of the Rings reboot, which has uh, the most views of any show in the history of mankind, apparently. Right. <laughs> that was the. Did wrong, you hit that? That was the wrong. Thing. Um, I don't think we agree about the show. Um, but we're gonna take the rest of this episode to Patreon. If you are interested in watching this show, go to Patreon.com/slash Snarf Talk. You can subscribe. Listen, it's free this year. We've already told you that. Yeah, the whole year, all of it. It's free. You can sign up. You have to pledge money for the first month. <laughs> You have to pledge money for the first month, and then I am suspending all payments for the rest of the year. <laughs> Why is that, Jerry? Because we've been painfully slow at updating it. Right. And so you're, you're fired. Vic says, boo, I'm poor. Well, I'm just telling you that it's free. So Right. Well, then you're fired. You're fired. All right. First Narf Talk this week, I've been Chris. I am Jerry. And I'm not here. See ya.